You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan, aka the Blur Vision, with. Uh, and I'm here with Zombie Michael, <laughs> the Living Dead. We are here to discuss all things nerdum. Yeah, yeah, black and comic <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is gonna be an energetic series, or not even series finale, season finale review of Loki this week. It's the final episode. Six episodes. Were they enough? Did the series? Oh well, I guess I should rephrase that again. Did the season live up to our expectations? Was it the best? I've seen this thrown around a lot online, and I'm like, really? Is it the best DC? DC? What? DC? Is it the best Disney Plus show? Yet from Marvel, Michael. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the hesitation kind of says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> but as we also have, other than just Loki this week, we've got Space Jam: A New Legacy. Michael hasn't seen it. I've seen it, so I'm gonna give. I guess I'm gonna give my non-spoilery thoughts, but there's not really any spoilers to give. Space exactly. <laughs> we a, know he won in the end. <laughs> no, LeBron James lost the game and his whole family was killed by the Looney Tunes characters. Okay. Yeah. It's a really dark turn. What I didn't expect a, it. What a twist. Yeah, right? Is, is this a variant version of Space Jam? <laughs> oh man, I wish. Can you imagine? I mean, there are Game of Thrones characters in Space Jam, which doesn't even sound right when I say it out loud, but it'd be hilarious if it was as dark as Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, what a twist that would have been. Um, we also got uh, To Your Eternity. Michael was caught up completely we didn't really discuss anything past uh the middle of the season so far so we've got the last arc to discuss with gugu as well as the most recent episode which kind of i think segues into the next arc of the series um i'm curious to see what you think about it because we didn't really elaborate on your thoughts before that's really heartbreaking anime that you don't shed a tear to because you're a monster but <laughs> i would like to know what you think about it or am i an orb Trying to collect human experiences. Yeah. <laughs> this is the the Michael phase of your, your lifespan. Oh God! So if I die, you're gonna become me. <laughs> um, and we also got Myra Academia. This week's episode was filler. <laughs> but hey, maybe Michael loved it. Maybe I loved it. Who knows? We'll find out when we talk about it. Before we get into all that, we do have a couple of iTunes reviews and emails. Let's start with the iTunes reviews. Uh, first iTunes review comes from Me Immaculate. It's a five-star review. Spoilers. Hopefully this goes through, but Jordan, I implore you to watch Lovecraft Country. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen a lot of buzz about that online Wait, recently. you never watched Lovecraft Country? What the I still haven't. Yeah, I know. Take away my black card or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I heard all the outrage online about it being canceled after one season, despite winning, what is it, Emmys? Yeah, like 18. Did well, it get- I don't know if it won. I think it was nominated because the Emmys haven't started yet. Oh. It was nominated. So it was canceled before it was even nominated. Well, yeah, the Emmy nominations just came out. Oh. Yeah, it's, there's some outrage from the black community about that. 
I can't speak on it because I haven't seen it yet, but I've only heard good things, so I'm I'm really just dragging. How long is it? Uh, like twelve episodes, hour each. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, and you recommend it though, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, his, his eyes got big when he said that, so it must be really good. Uh, but Jordan, I implore you to watch Lovecraft Country. I was waiting for the reveal, but now that Kang is confirmed, this would definitely give you some background on Jonathan Majors and Cthulhu shows up in the first five minutes. What? Is that the spoilers he's talking about? Because I'm like, well, what Cthulhu? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I almost guarantee if you give it a go you might shed a few tears but as all have but that's all i have for now as always stay nerdy my blurdy thank you me immaculate so it's sad too it's like emotional it can be yeah okay all right so it's wait so it's action horror and and drama Sci-fi, drama it's like everything yes is it an anthology or is it just one story throughout every episode is co- treated like an anthology but it's one story so it eventually comes together yes oh that's interesting Oh, man, all right, I gotta watch it now. Uh, next iTunes review comes from, uh, but yeah, Mia Mecca, thanks for that iTunes review. I'm definitely gonna check it out. I, I think that was the straw that broke my back with it because I have nothing else to watch this week, so might as well. Uh, especially now that Loki's over, we're not getting a Disney Plus show until when? Like the fall? Uh, next iTunes review comes from, uh, what if comes on next month? Oh, right. I'm gonna think about Hawkeye. I guess because the Black Widow post credit got me thinking about it. So, what if comes out next Hawk, month? Hawkeye comes out in December. Oh, shit. So, between next month and December, there's no DC Plus shows? Why are you saying that? Disney Plus shows? It's a DC Plus. Hawkeye's next. I mean, what if is next month? Yeah. Shang-Chi is September. That's not a show, but yeah. Same thing. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's all part of the MCU television show, so. October is probably Miss Marvel. They haven't given a release date, but supposedly it's coming out this year. This year. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting Miss Marvel's a thing. But they haven't given a date, mm. so I'm assuming October, because November is Eternals. Hmm. That's a lot. And then December is Spider-Man and Hawkeye. That's a lot, a lot. Yes. I'd be surprised if Ms. Marvel comes out this year, just because there's so many other things happening. I haven't seen... To. I've only seen one, like, behind the scenes of them filming it with that yeah, one... It's slated to come out this year. Did Hawkeye finish rapping? Yeah, Hawkeye finished... Wow, I guess they just keep all that shit undercover, Cause, like, extremely. Cause Captain Marvel 2 comes out next year, so it has to come out this year. Jesus Christ, man. The MCU machine is fucking a well-oiled beast. But anyway, next iTunes review comes from 10stacks underscore J. Have, I, have we ever heard from him? 10stacks? No. Hmm. He's balling, though. We got 10stacks. Spider-Man, Uncle no. Bill. Oh, God. Oh, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. Ah! <laughs> Go away. What the fuck? Okay. Uh, Spider-Man Uncle Ben, five stars. Hey, guys, I sent an email, but I also had another thought and also wanted to help towards iTunes reviews. Yes, we are at 294, guys. We need six more to get 300. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, What if Spider-Man is beaten down and bruised and bloodied and a portal opens and you see Peter start tearing up and he says, Uncle Ben, and you see Tobey Maguire Spider-Man step out? Oh, so basically he just pitched... The cameo for Tobey Maguire to be Uncle Ben slash Spider-Man cameo. Um, that'd be dope. <laughs> we kind of discussed before that'd be cool if, if uh, Tobey Maguire not only, you know, obviously made a cameo in Far From Home, but if he was also revealed to be a variant of Uncle Ben. That's what I've said that a while ago. Yeah, that's been like the like the internet's like, oh, I hope I'm, he's Uncle but Ben. Because it's such a meta and cool idea, it's not going to happen. I mean, not especially since we've dealt with so many things, not so many, 
because we had Loki and they've explicitly drawn like the parallel between variants across time. And now that we've opened up the multiverse, Kevin Feige plans so far ahead. I, I gotta, I would hope that's what the idea is going to be. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen? No. That'd be so cool if he was a variant of Uncle Ben, though. It just makes so much sense now that Loki's over. It would, now make, we've it seen would make sense, but it's Ravona, not Ravona's variant even. It would make sense. Mephisto! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> Where is he? He's going to be the, the villain of Far From Home. <laughs> they haven't revealed who the true villain is yet, right? That would make sense. Oh, there we go. Oh, God. No more Brand New Day. Please, please. <laughs> no MCU version of Brand New Day, please. That could make it better. I guess it could make it better. That's not like MJ and him are together. Yeah. So do something else. Don't sell your soul, bro. <laughs> uh, that's it for Isaac's reviews. Thank you guys again. Once again, um, we are six away from 300. So send them in. Help us get to 300. Help support the podcast. Help us in the iTunes rankings. Oh, shit. What? I got pasta. This, this fat motherfucker, he over here snacking on Cheez-Its. He's raiding his own fridge for, I didn't know I had pasta. <laughs> for pasta. Focus. <laughs> over here looking like fucking Red Guardian. Just I'm happy. <laughs> shoving food in your mouth. I have pasta, guys. <laughs> Yay, Michael has pasta. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into uh, some emails before we get into the topics this week. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. First email comes from Joshua Atkinson, Black Widow slash Giant Robots. Black Widow was good, but it should have came out between Infinity Ward and Infinity Way. What? What is that? Uh, you, mean in, you mean in game? Street? Yeah. <laughs> Turn down Infinity Way to find the Infinity Stones. Uh, imagine getting the same in credit scene, and then you go into Infinity War in game, trying to figure out how it. Wait, what? How is it that a tassel dies? What? And and how was the Hawkeye be responsible? How was the Hawkeye would be responsible? How is it? That a tassel dies? Who's a, what's a tassel? Who's the task? The taskmaster? I don't know. <laughs> this is a typo, so I can't I can't understand this part. Also, when the movie Endgame came out, I thought about the ending of when you get that kind of big splash page when the Avengers and Thanos army all rush into each other in the battlefield. What if the movie end of the cinematic universe? Wait, what? I accept something. What if the movie screen? Wait, what? What if the movie screen? What I just cut black and I was just in the end of the cinematic universe. I am confused, bro. I have a question. If they redo the Power Rangers movie, or wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so confused. I have a question if they redo the Power Rangers movie or just Pacific. I think this is a merging of the timeline. Like all, <laughs> all the different variants of Joshua Atkinson were asking different questions and it merged into this email. That is the only explanation because this is like confusing. I have a question if they redo the Power Rangers movie or just Pacific Rim. Okay. How would you want the Jaegers or Megazord to move? Oh, slow. And robotic to feel like there's weight or fast and swift. So slow and robotic or fast and swift. Why not both? I bet they had a book called Pussy Fight Island. <laughs> See, man, he just jumped from top of the topic. Okay, so Power Rangers. Uh, I, you said both, kinda. Because I feel like if, if it's too fast, it feels weightless. And giant things need to feel heavy. 
So I, I think honestly, King of the Monsters did a really good job of like showcasing the weight of the monsters during the fight. Did scenes. they though? Yeah, between King Kong and Godzilla, like King Kong jumping from boats and fucking. Okay, okay, not the boat scene <laughs> that made no sense, but in the city. I can kind of buy that. And the boat didn't shake or sink. Bro, that, that boat it was the most buoyant thing ever. <laughs> it made no sense. <laughs> Even Mechagodzilla got a little video gamey, but it's like maybe that was the idea because it is a giant robot, so it could move faster than a giant beast. You know? So maybe that was the idea. But the, the fight between King Kong and Godzilla at least felt weighted. So I guess maybe kind of a combination How of both. How does giant steel robot lubrication work that I can move. No idea. (laughs) Um, All right, so he goes into Dick Fight Island. I bet if they had a book called Pussy Fight Island, Jordan would probably read that. I mean, (laughs) yes. (laughs) But also, to be fair, Pussy Fight Island sounds way less interesting. Pussies can't fight. They have no, (laughs) there's no outward protrusion <laughs> i mean they can make the clitoris longer just like whose dick is that big in, the, in their book <laughs> well that wasn't their dick that was like dick armor or whatever they had so i could buy that <laughs> but yeah you're talking about their clits growing to dick put, size pussy armor mm, that's a bible black shit right there mm-hmm. shout out to all my my bible black homies out there know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about no exactly <laughs> it's a very exclusive club that know what i'm talking about but anyway <laughs> Uh, also I know you guys did a segment where you said what villains wouldn't go down on their partner (laughs) but what heroes in Marvel Universe and the comics do you think will will go down on their counterparts for me I believe in Spider-Man for Peter to bag Black Cat Gwen that's so funny you said that that's my first guess (laughs) to bag Black Cat Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane he had to do something something (laughs) oh he had to to be doing something I, I added to something um I mean, yeah. I mean, that's only three. That, that, he's got way more girls in his rotation than that. Yeah. He's banging like little people, like that girl that he was with when he was Doc uh, Ock. Yeah, he's and there's a nerdy girl, Carly or something. Before that, like, and they're all even the nerdy girl was a supermodel. They're all supermodels. Yeah, Carly, his <laughs> name is Carly Cooper. I think her name was. No it was it was the girlfriend he had right after the brand new day arc, like when he wasn't with Mary Jane anymore. Before he got with, before he became Doc Ock, I don't even know if she's in the comp. Oh, she became a goblin actually. Not I remember. She became um, oh, what was the goblin called? It was not Green Goblin, not Hobgoblin. It was a new one that had a weird name like Menace. I think its name was Menace. You know what I'm I talking have about? No idea what you're talking about. All right, comic book geek. <laughs> well, where's your comic book? My name is and I know every single thing. <laughs> well, you should know more than me, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, I think she became a goblin or something happened to her like that. Um. Yeah. Who, any anybody else that you think? Namor. <laughs> Namor. Yes. Kind of has to. Right. Uh, not even just because I breathe in water, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you, think, you think Sue Storm would be tempted if he wasn't? But how would she know when she did cheat on on Reed? And Reed, come on, Reed's also he got stretchy everything. He 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 got some things too. <laughs> yeah, but he's too busy fucking working on science. He can work in science in one room and stretch his arm and face out into another room. Nah, he ain't. Reed ain't. Reed ain't putting in the work. He ain't Doctor Manhattan like yeah, that. That's why. That's why she's tempted. Like uh, tempt, do you think? Do you think Doctor Manhattan eats the pussy? Probably. I, I'm just going I'm, by the fact that like a version of him, like kind of remember. The, uh, yeah, exactly. The one man orgy he can do. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if he's that like sexual. He would be like, "Fuck, what's gonna go down to you?" That's the only, it's only logical. <laughs> no, I feel like he does it because she wants it, but not because he like he sex is be. I'm beyond sex. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's a terrible lover. He's bored the whole time. <laughs> look, look what he did in the movie. He's busy working on it. Again, his, he's Reed Richards. He's busy working on a machine. But that's that's his like work self. But his the ones that are in the bedroom aren't like giving any like expressions or no. Or, they're like they're not. They're, they're not deadpan. Oh my god, it's terrible. They're not in, in her ear going like making noise. They're all dead silent. That's no, terrible. Like, baby, I'm working on the realm while I'm working on your realm. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, Thor, definitely. Thor, really? Yes. Asgard, the clitoris for Asgard. <laughs> you think so? Yes. You think as you think uh, ancient Asgard, not even Asgard. You think Norse Vikings were going down on women? Yes. Really? Yes. Hmm. See, I would think the opposite. I think like barbarians were like, <laughs> like like a like a yeah, Dothraki. Barbarian hungry. <laughs> Yeah, but did um, what's his face? Dothraki, uh, Khal Drogo go down on Daenerys? No, you're just banging the crap out of him. <laughs> he got no time for oral sex. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what did he? I don't remember. That's nah. also because he didn't really want her like that. What? No, that was his son of his stars. Remember, she eventually became his moon. And his- eventually, after she, uh- I didn't see one pussy eating scene though. <laughs> it happened off, cam- happened off camera. He's not a Viking. That's the one sex scene in Game of Thrones that happened off camera. <laughs> yeah, this is this is Thor we're talking about. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. But thank you for the email, uh, Josh Gladstone. Let's move on. Let's get into the next email from Xavier Sutton. Am I Wolverine too? Name Wolverine. Yeah. I can see that. Cyclops. House of X Cyclops, yes. But Boy Scout Cyclops, no? No. Mm. Even though I, <laughs> even though I, I kind of think, of, yeah, because I'm like, you, you're not getting Emma Frost and you're not going down. <laughs> Gene will probably tolerate it, mm. but not Emma. Yeah. Hmm. I would hope Venom. <laughs> I mean. Only because, come on. Be the point. Exactly. Like, it'd be a waste of a tongue. In the comics, he's got a son who is a Venom, so how did that happen if he wasn't getting down as yeah. Venom? <laughs> Can you imagine if he did? Like, he's like, you ready for this? He's like, oh, I can't wait for that oral, baby. He's like, oral? Ew. Like, what? <laughs> What's the tongue for? Venom, we don't do that. <laughs> we think that's gross. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, so Xavier says hello guys I'm going to try to keep this short uh, Loki is my least favorite MCU show at the moment oh, we're gonna get into it bro with the TVA conveniently giving the Avengers a pass with messing the time uh, the poor choreographed fight scenes and the weird Loki and Sylvie love thing that they are doing is really affecting my enjoyment of the show maybe the last episode will save it oh so this is before the last episode so I'm curious what he thinks about the finale uh, but for now, the show is less than passable. Damn. Anyways, I have minor academia questions since it seems like this new arc will be focusing on Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki. What would you rank? Uh, what would you rank them on your favorite to least favorite? Since I'm kind of late in watching the show, I don't know your overall thoughts of the big three of Class One A. That's all I have. Stay nerdy, my blurries, and go beyond plus ultra. So Todoroki, Bakugo, and Deku, favorite to least favorite. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's hard. Like, as a person or, like, as a character who's interesting or, like, power. These are all different metrics to, to go by. If I were to go my favorites, I would probably say Deku, Todoroki, Bakugo. Bakugo, but in terms of, like, interesting characters and their development, probably Bakugo, Todoroki, Deku. So Todoroki's in the middle of both times. <laughs> <laughs> Bakugo, Todoroki, Deku. As favorites. Yeah. 
Okay. So your favorite is Bakugo. Yes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> for the character development of him? or Because it's, character- not, it's not the, the personality. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. You he's, like so, he's so angsty. I love it. <laughs> you don't like him being an asshole? Yes. I like him being angsty, even though he needs to go to jail. Like Wanda. It, it, maybe not as bad. He told fucking Deku to kill himself well, in season one. Juvie. <laughs> he told him to commit suicide. So he's trash but at the yeah. same time he's still fun to watch yeah as a character he's the most interesting because i like those moments where you see the softer side break through but when it comes to him as a person i'm like i could never hang out with Bakugo. No, i can't <laughs> hang out with Bakugo, <laughs> like, but i'm not away. he's a fictional yeah but well, you know i was just saying and uh and so is interesting too is it's his relationship to, to endeavor is what makes him so interesting and seeing how someone copes with abuse and you know dealing with a father figure who's still in your life and wants to do better it's not a because mo- it'd be so easy to make endeavors a monster and just write him off but because he's still in his life because he wants to change there's this dynamic this push and pull between him and endeavor that i really enjoy like like in the last episode with the like oh you're warming up to me nah motherfucker <laughs> i'm using your ass because i know that you're good for me as a hero but you've been terrible for me as a father and it's like that's interesting and they both have to you know they both acknowledge that and you don't see that in most shows most shows no. have been like oh i forget like it'll have been over too quickly yeah either that he'd forgive him too fast or he'd just be a villain like endeavor would never be a, even considered to be a good guy but the fact that they keep those shades of shades of gray, it's more realistic. It's more realistic, right? It's more like real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I like him. Um, and Deku, you know, he's the main character, so <laughs> pretty basic. But um, all right, thank you for the email, Xavier. Next email comes from that Nibba. The final episode. Oh, this is, he says getting tired of Disney. So this is about Loki. This final episode, I was expecting Loki and Sylvie to go ape shit, especially with Loki saying the line, "I think we're stronger than we think." Oh. That foreshadowing that went nowhere. Uh, at least this season, it went nowhere. Only for... I need you to justify that comment, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there. Uh, I think we're stronger than we think, only for it not to be on display in the next fucking episode. Always oh, pissed. I have so many questions and complaints. This entire show is borderline about nothing. And this is the same reason I walked out of Black Widow at the movie theater. Damn, you walked out, you walked son? Out? Damn. I understand, but I, I, I don't. Not, I get it to an extent, but to walk out, I, <laughs> I mean, that'd be really. The last movie I walked out on was Ultraviolet. Think about that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever walked out on a movie. It's got to be so bad that you got to start thinking about other things that you've been doing with your time. <laughs> it's rare for me to be that bad. Because you already spent your money. What are you going to... Yeah, that's not like... I don't think I've ever walked out on a movie. Yeah. Uh, it's so much dialogue that is seemingly about nothing. It's empty speech. Well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll say this, though. I'm interested to see what you think about the finale. Because... A big talking point people had for especially the WandaVision finale was, oh, it's devolved too much into a basic MCU property where it's, oh, it's a sky beam and it's it's special effect uh, uh, CGI bullshit and it's all just a big uh, a third act generic superhero battle instead of being the, the cerebral story-based narrative we kind of expected it to be at the end and like all right i I got their complaints but i also didn't agree with that because those i feel like those same people applaud the black widow ending of like oh my god it's just a spectacle of action at the end i'm like to me it fell apart at the end which is a big fucking cgi falling through the sky it didn't feel black widow at all to me you're flying through the sky no parachute dodging debris it's all cgi bullshit i'm like this is not this is not this is this is less grounded than Winter Soldier was. 
Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what you think. Um, I feel like it's kind of split two in the fan base. Uh, we still don't know jack shit about Sylvie. We <laughs> we didn't learn much about Loki. And even at the end of the show, nothing happens besides setting up Kang. Six fucking episodes, and out of all six, you only need to really watch five. And know that Sylvie is a female Loki. And as far as powers go, damn! What was that? Nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, and as far as powers go, we only got an actual Loki and Thor and Thor 1 and Avengers. Wait, what? We only got an actual Loki and Thor and Thor 1 and Avengers. And I'm not even talking about comics because Loki and Thor were a thing before Marvel. They're Norse mythology. Where is the fucking magic? Oh, he's real bad about the magic. Where is the badassery? Even God of War, Atreus, who we find out is Loki, could summon the world serpent. I won't type more because it's already long, but I'm furious. What are your thoughts? I'm going to save our thoughts nibba because I, a lot of what you're saying I'm, I'm vibing with to an extent so we're gonna we're gonna discuss that in our loki review coming up next uh next email comes from so put a pin in that daryl griggs spoiler request if review doesn't work hopefully this goes through but jordan i implore you oh okay this is a, a repeat of his itunes review yes i'm gonna watch uh, lovecraft country daryl thank you again for the email and the itunes review uh that's what we should have like that Bro, <laughs> that's what I wanted at the end. Did you see the the dolphin Loki? That's hilarious. <laughs> Mobius on a jet ski with a dolphin Loki behind him. That's that's adorable. Um, yeah, the fact that that got set up and had no payoff aside from him saying it before he got Sony, pruned. Sony season, Sony season one. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, next email comes from Raymond Berlantes Green. I'm starting a petition. So when I sleep, I let the TV run old cartoons and shit. As a result, I get pretty fucking awesome dreams. Usually I have powers and kick ass. But last night, I dreamt of you, Jordan. What? Mm, Poignant, so, awkward so, so. gay pause. That's <laughs> what he said. <laughs> Uh, I was fighting Abomination, and then guess who showed up? Are, are you a gay in training? <laughs> I was fighting Abomination, and guess who showed up as Miles Morales to assist me? You. Really? This is probably because I was just telling my hubby about Unworthy. Aw, thanks, Raymond. I appreciate that. Uh, anyways, now I'm throwing your name in the hat to be cast as live-action Miles. All right, I'm too old to be Miles. First of all, <laughs> he's like 75. They're like, wow, I'm 75, you're like 12? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Um, actually, I'm 18 now. But actually, in the comics now, he's he's kind of doing my hairstyle, like the tall the tall cut. He used to have like kind of like the short buzz cut, but now he's doing like the short sides, tall top. Because of the show. I mean, the movie. Is that why? Miles's hair was. Oh yeah, it was high like that in the movie yeah. too. You're right. So they, yeah, they changed it in the comics to be more like that. Uh, I, I, I kind of popped it into some Miles Morales comics this past weekend. You know he's doing a clone saga now? Yeah, I know. Have you seen it? No. Yeah. <laughs> First, anything clone saga is always just like, eh, all right, guys. Uh, anyways, now I'm throwing your name in the hat to be Miles Morales. I mean, come on. I want, uh, I can't be the only one who sees it. Michael, help me out here. Well, he's calling 75, so clearly he's not going to back me up on this. <laughs> Too old. Too old. I could, I could be a variant of Miles, an older washed out kind of bummy miles <laughs> he's he's dark enough though who me yes i'm like somebody else that wants to be miles it's just like no who? <laughs> oh trevor uh, trevor bell I, I wasn't trying to say any names i am dropping names trevor you're too old you're too light bro <laughs> he doesn't listen to this podcast who cares <laughs> so what somebody would like oh guess what they said <laughs> if we had that much clout i'd be happy <laughs> i wouldn't even be mad about that Start a beef with Trevor Bell. <laughs> oh man. 
but uh, thanks for the email, bro. And, and I appreciate that for you thinking of me that highly. I think I could be Miles Morales. I, I appreciate that. Because I was the number one Miles Morales fan. Even, I was there when he first appeared in the comics, goddammit. He's not even Afro-Latino. Trevor? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am exactly um, what Miles Morales is. Say something in Spanish. Me gusta. <laughs> Okay. My my dad didn't what, teach me what Spanish. Do you, what do you like? Me gusta. Okay. Uh, pantalones. Okay. <laughs> I like pants. <laughs> I'm not even wearing jeans. Not right wearing, now. I'm, wearing, wearing. I'm wearing like spandex. Uh, let's see. Next email comes from Joel Jean Baptiste. Uh, Hello, Michael and Jordan. This is about Disney Plus shows. I hope you both had a good week. I thought it would be nice for me to give my own little review of the three Marvel Disney Plus shows from best to worst. Here's my pick. Uh, I'm going to save his breakdown because it's a little long, but uh, I do like that he gave an order because I do want to talk about an order as well. So when we talk about Loki and kind of discuss how we feel about it in the grand scheme of the other Marvel shows, I'm going to come back to this email. I'm not going to forget Joel, uh, but he lists them out. And I think, honestly... I agree with this list. I, I talked to someone else about this over the weekend. Um, might have been Joel, actually. I don't remember. I'm terrible at remembering names and Instagram handles. But his order is WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, and then Loki. I'm going to say it right now. I agree with that list. That's mine. Looking at me like like you don't agree with that list. I'm thinking. Mm, mm, mm. I don't. Okay. Hold it, though. We're gonna we're gonna break it open. I, I, I'm I'm intrigued that you don't agree with that. Um, hold it, hold it. Like you hold a dick. Don't make this dick fight, bro. <laughs> we're going to the island. <laughs> uh, next email comes from Snake Bob. Loki ramifications and future Marvel wishes. Oh my God! The ending of Loki has opened up Marvel. Oh man, I hope I'm not staticking up the thing by holding my phone as close to the receiver. <laughs> Oh my god, the ending of Loki has opened up Marvel to be more like the comics and have different universes. Just like Crisis of Infinite Earths, we can have all kinds of cameos of different versions. I don't want to bring that up. <laughs> of the MCU characters. The old actors who played Hulk, Thor, Doctor Strange, David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury. They can have Tom Cruise's Iron Man, but my wish for the MCU is they take it more like the Ultimate Comics. How Nick Fury said the next war would be a genetic one genetic but in the mcu can say the next war will be invasion secret invasion punt this could lead to different countries building their own avengers marvel owns big hero 6 so that could be japan's team alpha flight for canada excalibur for the uk this could also be the origin story for the fantastic four with america sending a team in jesus motorcycle uh seeing a team in for research and a tragedy happens and the boom the fantastic four are born uh they can be what they are in the comics explorers that get explorers that get into conflicts i mean it's all possibilities the multiverse opens up a lot of possibilities they could go that route and show you a bunch of different heroes across time and space old actors new actors yada 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 um i guess it just depends on you know what happens in the future of the mcu uh next email Ron W979 Loki episode I feel the ending of Loki propped up the show a bit for being a lackluster as the other Marvel oh so he's got the opposite opinion he thinks the finale actually propped up the show uh, from being lackluster as the other Marvel shows and all I had to do was deliver some answers while presenting more questions <laughs> that's so funny it's the opposite he's like they answer questions but meanwhile uh, what's his face was like they answer nothing <laughs> it's all empty talk <laughs> uh, I think it will be remembered more fondly than the others because we all guessed Kang and they gave us what we wanted <laughs> 
That isn't just because they did the obvious choice. Stop giving your opinion and talk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's the, but that is the obvious choice. So save that for the review. The obvious choice doesn't always mean it's the best choice either. Uh, the majority of the episode, he's sitting in a chair, and it was great because he owned every scene. And now, thanks to Karen, I mean Sylvie, thank you. <laughs> we get to at least see two more versions of the character. I just want to see her feel the consequences of her actions. Look forward to listening to the podcast. Take care, guys. Yes, we all want Sylvie to pay for her actions the same way Star-Lord did. And our next email is really long about The Witcher, so I'm going to skip that for now because I want to... I didn't even watch The Witcher. Exactly. Um, but I want to jump into the uh, Loki talk. I'm springboarding off that last email. So with that, let's get into topics of the week, starting with Loki's series finale. Uh, I keep saying series. Loki's season finale, titled For All Time, Always. I'm a villain. Saving the universe is new for me. The Loki series is about to change. And I could use all the help I can get. Everything we know about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's no need to be dramatic, but yeah. Open your eyes. I will do whatever it takes to ensure the survival of my timeline. The survival of humanity. This isn't about protecting the TVA at all. Is it? Whatever happens is just a new timeline. It would be impossible to start an Nexus event. Glorious. For those that don't know our rating system here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Ketchupon. Uh, so yeah, man, let's just break it open. If Let's give our non-spoiler thoughts, general thoughts about the episode itself, and then we're going to jump into spoilers and then jump into a broader discussion about how we feel it compared to the other MCU shows, how we felt about the show overall. Um... You want to go first? I go first. How, how are we going to do this? Who goes first? Who goes first? Who goes first? You talk first? I talk first? Who talks first? Hey, y'all. I guess I'll go first. <laughs> okay, Mr. Minutes. <laughs> um, let's see here. Mm. Where should I start? Mm. I enjoyed this episode. You did? Yes. Okay. What? Well, I didn't say. What, what, just, you, not, I, no, you made a face. No, 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 no. No, I didn't. I heard all that emotion. No, no, no. I didn't hate this episode. Don't. So don't get twisted. <laughs> yes, you did. No, I didn't. I didn't hate this episode. There are parts that I liked. There are parts I liked. I enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed this episode mostly on the strength of Jonathan Majors. Your, your man crush. <laughs> yes, my future ex-husband. Because fifty-one yeah. percent of all marriages end in divorce. So, you know, you always got to be mentally prepared. Okay. But um, I thought he did a good job, a great job as he who remains, because he wasn't Kang. Is that spoilers? Are we spoiling around the bed? <laughs> what? I mean, is it? I don't know. Is it a spoiler? They released Marvel released a poster. Yeah, people were talking about Kang giving the email, so let's just like, let's assume that's not a spoiler. There's an official Marvel released the official poster. Yeah. So technically, I mean, I guess technically it is a spoiler, but if you're fucking if you're here, yeah, you know, what are you here, doing? You <laughs> saw it. Yeah. So whatever. But <laughs> so moving forward, let's just say it's spoilers. <laughs> General thoughts, but still might be spoilers. So 
I enjoyed I enjoyed it based on based on that. I didn't think he was gonna show up. Mm. And okay, pause. Did you think it was Miss Minutes in the beginning? <laughs> I was like, holy shit, was I right? <laughs> I didn't think it was her in the beginning. Hey y'all! Like, <laughs> the, 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 I was like, this jump scare. What? So I was like, so she knew everything. Oh, they about to bust out to a song. Who's been messing up everything? <laughs> Miss, Miss Minutes all along. <laughs> I still thought it was going to be another Loki, like a King Loki or whatever the fuck. Mm. I'm glad it didn't do that. I'm so glad it didn't do <laughs> yeah. that. And they did have those those um, trailer shots that were never in the actual series. Yeah. So maybe that was throw people off. So you think it was a King Loki. Right, I mean, end. Marvel was, does that a lot. So yeah. Hulk and uh, Avengers Endgame, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Or Infinity War. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was going to be King Loki. So when the door opened and it was him... I was like, wait, what? And I thought I was dreaming at first because I was like, when I watched it the first time, I fell asleep. I was like literally right after I got off of work. <laughs> and I fell asleep right after that moment. Okay. And so then I woke up the next day. I was like, I feel like I saw Jonathan Mid. Nah, that, that wasn't real. Like, <laughs> what? Like high or something. <laughs> I did you hallucinate the whole even scene? Even though I wasn't. I hallucinated the whole shit. And then I went and watched it again when I was more awake. And I was like, wait, <laughs> this is real. <laughs> And so, based on that, I thought, like, as an episode, it was great. However, I feel like as a Loki season finale, it was poor. Mm. Because just like, I think it was Joshua Atkinson that said, or somebody, or Nibba, mm. what is this show about? Yes, it was Nibba. Yeah. He was yeah. so mad. It was like, they didn't answer any questions. Yeah. Like, what is this show ultimately about? Like, yeah. based on this finale... Why did you need a Loki to tell this story? Because ultimately, it was Kang all along. Like, well, the whole show should have been called, like, stopping. Like, the whole show could be called TVA. And you don't need a Loki to get to... Because it was ultimately about setting up the multiverse of madness. You had to kill... Oh, uh, well, yeah, we did say spoilers. Yeah, it's spoilers now. Fuck it. <laughs> you had to... Kang was trying to stop himself from branching off and creating the multiverse. He was afraid mm. of all the different variants of himself. Yeah. You don't need a Loki to tell that story. Again, you could have tell you could have picked any other like you could basically tell that the reason they set up this Loki story is for a marketing purpose. But in terms of like learning, like what did we learn about Loki that we didn't already know? That's my biggest issue with the episode as well. It felt like I said this in my story post when I like just spoke about the finale vaguely. Um, it felt ultimately like a big advertisement for the next phase of Marvel with Kang being the villain. You know what I mean? Like it I like the Kang reveal. But it also, because of how it ended and because of all the things that led up to this moment, not really necessarily adding up to this Kang multiversal war thing with a Loki of all people. I'm just like, so this was just a big roundabout advertisement for Kang as the new MCU bad guy. And I guess maybe you just need a Loki to set up a Thanos. You need a Loki to set up a Kang too. That's how <laughs> the big wigs of Marvel thought about it. Like, oh, well, he set up Thanos, right? So he's got to set up Kang too. <laughs> Even with that, they never really set up Thanos because when did we ever see, besides Endgame, when did we ever see Loki interact with Thanos? When did we never even saw when they met, where Loki went at the end of Thor 1 when he fell into that void 
But how regardless, he, it was how still. How did he know Thanos? How did he come across Thanos? Why did Thanos trust him to give him the one thing that he's been going after all this time? The Infinity Stone. Doesn't The details don't matter. Point is, <laughs> it was all a launching pad for Thanos. <laughs> Avengers 1 was just Thanos, the prequel. <laughs> but the details do matter. And it's showing that when they get into these shows, the flaws and weaknesses of not going into these details are hurting it. Like, for example, what was the thing that we complained about the most when it came to Falcon and Winter Soldier? Like, we didn't care about Carly and everything like hmm. that because we didn't see what her life was like during the blip. We didn't see her motivation, why she decided to become the big fucking terrorist that she decided to be yeah. because the details weren't there. I think the because difference there's only is, six episodes. We don't have time for details. Yeah. The difference is for me for the Avengers thing because you're all valid questions about how the fuck Loki met Thanos. That's a whole like mini story. It could have been in this series how he met Thanos. If we're dealing with time travel, why couldn't we go back to that moment to see how that happened? This is a show about learning about Loki. How about you tell us one of the most pivotal parts of Loki's arc? Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, so then that at way, least when he there, sees he gets murdered by Thanos. I can draw the line more easily between, like, okay, Loki flew through space, he fell on a rock. Maybe Thanos saw him and was like, "Oh, you're a god. What do you, what do you wish for?" Or maybe Loki pitched it like, "Oh, I, I want to take over the world." He's like, "Oh, I can help you do that, and here's some help to do it, and here's an army, and you get this from me, and I'll help you." Out. I can draw the line easier with that than I can with this series and going, "Okay, so somehow, Kang. Why did Kang need?" Sylvie and Loki to take his job by the end. Why them specifically? Just like why why orchestrate all these things? Because you're dealing with somebody who can literally manipulate the flow of time and knows all events and everything. He's omnipotent apparently up until a certain point in this episode. But yeah, I never understood completely why it had to be a Loki and Sylvie to either kill him and he 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 gives them the choice. Either you kill me and you you destroy you 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 open the door to a more powerful and more dangerous variant of myself, or you take my job. Why offer that to Loki and Sylvie? They never even made it clear why them would be the, like the people best suited for taking that job. And then I guess you could try to say, well, how many times have they showed no matter what, a Loki will survive, so maybe that's why. That's not even true. Is it? <laughs> I mean, fucking, uh, what's his face? Oh, say, classic know. Loki was like, say, Loki's always survived. I'm dying. <laughs> we don't know if he's dead. He may show up in a season two. Oh my like, God. Oh my God. <laughs> like, the, the whole thing is about, oh, Loki's always survived, so maybe he's not dead. It wasn't even clear to me based on this last episode, talking about questions that weren't answered. Was the last, like, so only Loki survived in that, that end of time world? Pretty much. And Mobius. <laughs> conveniently no like other him. living creatures Cause, cause like him yeah yeah so it's like throg yeah so it was the only loki's that could get to 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 king that was the only possibility like, it just just because loki's are the only ones that survive no matter what yes i don't i don't even buy that based on what we've seen in this show, series but whatever continue i'm sorry i took you off track <sighs> sorry yawning it's all good but um yeah, so based on that, like we didn't we didn't learn anything. Like I don't I still I still don't know by the end of the series what this show is about. And then on top of that, like why did Sylvie why was Sylvia time variant? Uh, oh, I'm gonna let you talk and I'm gonna cut you off. I'm, oh sorry. <laughs> and yeah, and just like that, like, yeah, answer next I was gonna say the same thing. We still don't even know. We spent so much time on Sylvie. Why what was her Nexus event, all that other stuff. We didn't we still by the end of this series season, we don't even know what her Nexus event was. Nope. We don't even know anything about how does she have a she never mentioned a Thor, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say she doesn't have one. And don't then know. on top of that, like, <laughs> don't know. I still have a shit ton of questions regarding Marvel's 
understanding or use of a multiverse because they're saying prior to this show, there was just the sacred timeline. There were no multiverses. But I'm like, how do you have a fucking alligator Loki and it's not a multiverse? That doesn't make sense. That that's a multiverse. Like, well, it was part of a multiverse that was pruned. Yeah, but the fact that it still exists, it wasn't the fact that alligator Loki existed that made it a that made him prune. They said that uh, timeline got pruned because he ate the wrong cat or whatever. It wasn't he existed. Had he not ate the wrong cat, he wouldn't have been a he wouldn't have been a uh, variant or whatever. He wouldn't have caused the Nexus event. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Same thing with uh, Kid Loki. He said he killed his Thor. That's what caused his Nexus event. So that so either way, they still exist. Or you got Sylvie. She's the only out of all of the other Loki. She's the only female version of a Loki. That's not a multiverse. Something about and again, this is all vague assumptions, but it just it seems like, especially with Sylvie, especially considering when things diverge too much. Like that's when it's like, oh, we gotta prune that. But you could say you could say that from jump because outside of President Loki, none of the other Lokis were Tom Hiddleston. So how so how much they 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 uh, diverged a lot. Also, there is no secret timeline based on this episode. This just all that's all bullshit. So there, there's always been a multiverse. They just been pruning them before they become too big. Well, there kind of was this because remember when you saw the Kang thing, you saw the sacred, you saw the timeline, like the long strand, like out the window, and then it was starting to branch off. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm just saying, like, there's a there, there's always been a multiverse. They've just been every time the, it diverges too far from a certain path, they've been pruning it, literally like a like a pruning a bonsai tree. So like, there's always been a multiverse. Just now, the multiverse is unchecked, so it can blossom and grow and spiral out of control and whatever. That's how I kind of interpret it. But the fact that we even have to do this by the end of season one, would you... Granted, obviously, if there's a season one, you're not going to have all your answers, but I feel like they still didn't tell the story of season one that they set up. The season one is a... Yeah, it's a cop-out. The season one be like, oh, but there could be more answers in the next season. I don't give a fuck. Same thing you could say about WandaVision if there's going to be a second season of that, whatever they call that in the future. You can say the same thing about Falcon Winter Soldier, whatever they call that second season in the future. So if we're going to... The only difference is for this, se- for this series, they explicitly put Loki season two at the end. But I mean, like, the same thing could be said for any of the other shows. So to me, this is more just as incomplete as any of the other shows if you think those are incomplete shows the story of season one for once upon a time if you guys watch once upon a time spoilers if you haven't watched once upon a time but emma swan was brought to storybrooke she didn't believe fairy tale creatures existed and she didn't believe she was a fairy tale creature she didn't believe magic was real yada 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 by the end of the season she learned all she learned magic was real she learned she was a fairy tale creature and then you had more to learn about her character and the world in season two but that story was a complete story Season one of Buffy. It was about her taking out the master vampire and accepting her role as a slayer in this new town. Season one ended. It was a new story. We learned more about Buffy, yada, 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 but they moved on to another villain. Season one of Loki, I don't know what... It was about Sylvie and her... I guess you could say she... Her her goal was to take out the head of the TVA, which she yeah she did accomplish. So I guess you could say in that aspect, they told a story and they accomplished it, but... Sylvie's Ray Skywalker. There, I said it. <laughs> That's the same shit. It's a girl who should not be the head of a story, but yet she is. Because of I, there's some kind of like, yeah, girl power message behind it. But it's like, no, man, just tell a good story. And this was to be a Loki story, not a Sylvie story. She led every fucking major event in the series. That means she's the protagonist, yes. not Loki. Yes. <laughs> Which is 
like that's a flaw the plot, in the, the plot was driven 100% by Sylvie. 100%. So they should have called the show Sylvie. Yes. Even though technically she is a loathe. Yeah, I don't give I don't give a fuck about that fucking the loophole. Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan Major said when he's pouring the uh the both the tea, he was like Loki. Yeah. Loki. <laughs> How do you feel about his acting by the way? At first it threw me off. Okay. But then I was like, oh, he's going to be a fucking great Great villain. I could see the moments like when he was like, You think I'm bad? Wait till you meet my other variants. Okay. All right. There were moments where I was like, Well, I was getting, my dick was getting hard. Oh, I didn't have that experience, but I. You sure? I did have that. I think, I think you did. At first, I was also like, Oh, I hope he doesn't act like this is Kang. But then I'm like, Maybe the point is, this is a Kang, because he's a variant of Kang, right? So this is a Kang who's kind of gone a little eccentric, crazy from being alone for so long. So I'm hoping when he's Kang Kang. This is the Immortus version of Kang. Yeah. Well, it's a kind con- They merge Immortus and He Who Remains. Yeah. I've read that online too. But I, I'm hoping that when we get Kang Kang, first of all, his face is blue. I don't. I don't want him because even the statue at the end, you see uh, the actor, and you can see his face clear with his hair out. I like that. I like that he wasn't blue in this. You don't want him to look like this king right here. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying face for his first. For his first introduction, I'm glad. No, no, yeah. For the first, for, again, because he's he's different. And if this is a way to show, unlike you know, Josh Brolin was Thanos, but you never actually saw Josh Brolin. This is a really cool way to actually show the actor before we get into the Thanos level version of the character. If he does end up looking like the comic book, I want I want him to. I don't want him just to be a black guy. <laughs> like he doesn't seem as intimidating. He's just a black guy in a robe. Like he's got to have the weird face. Well, that's because he wasn't. He's not playing that version. He's not supposed to be intimidating. Yes, yes, yes. My but, first, my first thought was like, "Oh my but, god, is this what King's going to be?" But considering the trope of casting black people and changing them to something else, I like that he's he got to be black. Yes, that's what I'm saying. For this, I think it's a cool if if the variant of Kang is this, but the Kang that we see in the in the shows or in the shows in the, in the future movies looks like comic book Kang with like the actual helmet. My only concern was just because the statue didn't have a helmet either. I thought at least when Loki went to the TV at the end and saw that statue, it would look like comic book Kang because it still looked like he was the Mortis version. It didn't look any different. Well, it had a different outfit on. Yeah, the different outfit. The, the outfit looked more like Kang Kang, yeah. but no helmet. And I'm like, no, but the helmet. <laughs> the helmet's the cool part. <laughs> I have a problem with the lack of helmet. So if he didn't have right. a helmet. I still want to see him be, I still want to see him look like, but I I wouldn't, if they decide not to go that route, I wouldn't hate it. But then he's just a black dude fighting the Avengers. It's not as cool. <laughs> we need more black villains. Nah, man. But not like <laughs> stereotypical thug, drug dealer. He can still be black, but with a helmet films. on and with a blue face with w- cool, intimidating white no, eyes. I want it, but if they don't do it, I wouldn't hate it. I would. <laughs> I would hate it because then it's not intimidating to me. <laughs> just I'm just a black dude with, <laughs> with a robot. <laughs> but yeah, continue. I'm sorry. But yes, I mean, this would look cool. Yeah, that's the look I'm talking about. That looks way more intimidating. Than just I'm just a black dude. Like it's like Josh. If, if Josh Brolin was walking around in the Thanos <laughs> Thanos armor, it would not be as intimidating. I mean, what, what do you mean? I mean, <laughs> it would not. <laughs> it would look silly. Is Josh Brolin intimidating? I don't think either of these guys are intimidating. Without the, like the VFX and the the comic book visage, you know. But yeah, I had the exact same thought process of like, oh, he's kind of quirky and a little. Little, little chewing the scenery a bit, a little bit campy. But I'm like, okay, but he's also like an over the top eccentric version of the character. He's also been locked away for so long. He's not, he's not even the most evil version of himself by his own admission. Yes. So I'm like, there's a lot of reasons why he would act like this. Okay, I'm cool with that. Um, I forgot what I was about to say. Uh, it's all about Sylvie. 
Uh, it was Sylvie all along. And then we get to my biggest problem with this episode. What? Fucking kiss between <laughs> Sylvie and Loki. I hated it. Did you I cringe? A lot of did, people- you, did you audit? I, I was like, no! I didn't do that. I was just like, ugh. Yeah, it hurt. I, it, I physically cringed. And... I know I saw a couple people they were like yay like I wanted them to kiss and I'm like why like what I, a- I've seen all the spectrum I've seen yeah I wanted this to uh it wasn't romantic Jordan that was the whole point she was betraying him and yeah, it was like yeah I, mean, I get I that, that too that whole thing like yeah I definitely feel like it was more romantic feelings on his part yeah. than it was her she did it to let his push get his guard down so she could throw him to the But she cared about him too it wasn't but a yeah, thing where it was I'm not saying it's not there I think it's a little bit of both Yes, but it's coming more from him than it is from her. Hers, hers was a little bit more strategic. Regardless of what the reason is, I still fucking hate it. Especially considering the showrunner came out or the director. One of them came out and was like, "No, no, you know, we're not pushing romance with the two yada yada." It's just, Man, about, it's just about a connection. And then, did you hear the musical then, swell when they kissed? Yeah, it was like a big emotional moment. Yeah, I'm like, tell it to the music director then. Bullshit, yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like. I don't know. I'm not a fan of this whole portrayal of the whole, this heteronormative relationship that they're putting with Loki. I still find that that's your issue with it. <laughs> it's a fair issue given that they made such a big marketing push for him to be ginger and fluid. That's not my only issue. I don't think they have chemistry. I thought you did say they have chemistry. No, I never said that. I said- Oh, maybe someone else I did. I said when I reviewed episode three, I don't think they have chemistry. Okay. I agree with that. But I thought you did. Maybe someone else said that to me. I was like, what? You think they have chemistry? Nah, man. No, I don't think they have chemistry. I think, because somebody, somebody asked me before, do you think she's a bad actress? I was like, no. When she's acting with like Mobius, when she was acting with Kang, I thought they had chem- with her chemistry with Tom Hiddles, I don't feel it. It's not romantic. I don't feel their chemistry. But period. it's also like, even before did the, you want even before the romance popped up when they first met in episode three? I didn't feel any. Chem, I don't. Feel she any never chemistry. felt like a Loki to me. Just like kid Loki, they didn't have that that inherent charisma that I I associate with Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Uh, Robert E. Grant had that. I think he did. Yes. Um, even boastful Loki to an extent did for the little screen time he got before he betrayed him because he's a black guy. <laughs> even he had a little bit of that charisma. So I'm like. There's a, there's a there's a energy to Loki that I'm looking for. I never got it from Sylvie, and there's yeah, there, there, no chemistry at all. But also, I just felt like she as a character, like there, were you looking for boyfriend? When you saw Loki the series, did your first thought go to, oh man, I hope he gets a love interest. Oh, I hope Loki gets a romance storyline. Like that's not what I wanted from a Loki series at all. But that seems to be the focus. It felt like. It, I was gonna say I what? Was. Eh. Oh, you were. Ah, you know, it felt. It felt no, like my. I was like, you know, Loki oh, has fangirls. My, my whole thing was, uh, oh, Loki's getting a serious. I said he better be bisexual. That's what I said. Okay, that's different. That's not the same thing. But you know, what? it felt. You know, how Loki's fangirls. How Loki became like a heartthrob to a like, certain. Is it, is it kind of the same thing though? But you got different reasons. Like you, you just want the in some level the the actual sexuality of the character from the comics to kind of be portrayed in the show. But meanwhile, I feel like there's a subsection of the internet that fell in love with Loki romantically after Avengers One. Like there's something about his like Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, his bad boy persona, but he's also kind of sensitive and and emotionally vulnerable. So people like they fell in love with that ver in their minds a boyfriend version of Loki. That's why he's, he's got so many fangirl pages for him and all that shit. And I feel that's like... That's a lot of shows, though. But I feel or, like... They, they, movies. But I feel like someone... 
either it's the writer, the director, or maybe both. Maybe like someone was plugged into that community and was like, let's make a show for that audience. That's what this series feels like. And that's not my Loki. I don't want touchy feely boyfriend material Loki. Like there are elements I like what they do with this show that shows his vulnerable side and him coming to terms with his asshole nature. But there's other stuff where it goes too far. It goes too far into that to make him boyfriend material. I feel like it's, they've made him boyfriend material for some teenage fangirl out there. And they're like, oh, it's the perfect Loki show. I feel like that's the energy I see with the fans that love this show. They, they're dialed into that as their Loki. I'm like, that's not my Loki though. It's not. Infinity War's my Loki. Even Ragnarok, where he's kind of a joke, but like, they still did enough, but he didn't feel neutered like he does in this series. That's my Loki rant. <laughs> Uh, I agree, but they didn't make him bisexual. I mean, they did, but they, they did, but they didn't. <laughs> so trash. It was literally in, in lip service. If they only. had him fall in love with a man. I'd love it. So if he kissed Boswell Loki, yes. Why not though? Why if he loves himself so much? How come Sylvie's the only version of himself he fell in love with? That's my big. Pro- that's my big problem with it. Because people try to make they justify they should have a Loki they try orgy. To justify, <laughs> they try to justify everything. Oh well, of course Loki would fall in love with himself. He's the ultimate narcissist. I'm like, but. They make a point to say Sylvie's not like any other Loki. So did he really fall for himself? That's a good point. I didn't even think about it like that. And then on top of that, we literally saw dozens and dozens and dozens of versions of himself. Not one point. Even President Loki. <laughs> not look- one Loki orgy. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even look He didn't even look at President Loki like, oh, yeah, hey, what's up? That's literally him. Yeah. <laughs> a badass version of him. <laughs> and not at one point. And it's, yeah, not at one point did we see any time him fall in love with any other the male versions of himself. But he happens to fall in love with the the one female version of himself. Hard, hard, hard. I got emphasis that hard. Yes, <laughs> he is more whipped for Sylvie than any MCU character is whipped for any. Love interest. Which brings any. Which brings my question. What's up, Jordan? I'm pointing directly at me. What's directly up? Directly at you. What's up? Which moment was more trash? The Loki and Sylvie kiss in episode six, mm. or the Steve and Sharon kiss in Civil War? Sylvie and Loki. Like the Sharon kiss, I felt was awkward, but I didn't rage about it. Because at some at some level, I was like, he misses Peggy. This is before we even knew that him getting back with Peggy was even an option. <laughs> so in that moment, it was like, okay, it's it's weird that's his that's his love interest uh, niece, but I could understand the attraction, even though I felt like they didn't have chemistry either. But the the movie also didn't put all their eggs in that basket. They didn't linger on it. They didn't, if anything, they played off as a joke in the very next shot with uh, Sam Wilson and Bucky kind of nodding in the car like, yeah, that's our boy. So it felt more like a, like a, you know what? I might die on this. I might, I might, I'm changing my entire life by betraying the country that I, I'm named for. So who knows what's going to happen after this? I'm kind of attracted to you. I'm going to kiss you. And now we're off the battle. And we're never going to talk about it again. <laughs> so at least it, it moved. It just it went past it. But this, it's been so much agonizing build up to this kiss. I didn't want to build up to a kiss, but you could see all the seeds planted since episode three to this moment. And it, it feels so unearned because they keep shoving your face in it like a dog who shot in the carpet. And they keep shoving your face into the shit. Like, look at it. This is a romance that you want, isn't it? No, I don't want it. Yes, you do. You love it. <laughs> it's like, I don't want this. <laughs> 
that's why it feels more offensive to me than the Sharon and, and Steve kiss. What do you think? Are they both trash? Yes. But one... They're both trash. Yes, they're both trash. But at least it didn't force me to think about it for what? Half hour, half hour, half hour. Four hours? No, two hours. Two hours? I was going to say, I was like, I don't understand this, this, this new obsession with making out with people that are family, but not family, but... Kind of family. Wait, what else is... Is there another example of that other than Sharon and Steve? Um, Sharon and Steve, Sylvie, Loki, Barry and, and Iris. Oh, Barry and I. Okay, they're the original. So, okay, I got you. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and even that was weird at first. The first season when they were doing that romance, it was a little weird. But with time, it got less less weird. Do you know why? They stopped emphasizing their familial tie. That's why. Because they stopped going like, remember how we grew up together? Remember how Joe's both our dads? That's what made it weird. But as the seasons went on, they stopped even referring to Joe as his dad like like that. You know what I mean? They did, but it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. But but I think the focus on it is what makes the difference. And that's why Sylvie Loki kiss is so fucking cringe. Because <laughs> like, oh, why? <laughs> Loki? Loki, I was yeah, I would say the Sylvia Loki thing was more cringe. I was I was upset with the Sharon and uh, Steve thing, but I wasn't like yeah, like you said, I wasn't raging out. Yeah, but if they if they kept emphasizing it, if if they went back to that romance later in that same movie, and you knew that was gonna get another season and probably gonna touch on it even more. Oh God. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't want this. <laughs> well, we're getting it. Uh, season two, can't wait. I'm, okay, so. Let's just give our ratings before we get deeper into spoilers. Um, I'm, I'm kind of echoing everything you think. I think we're on kind of the same page. What would you rate it? The episode, not the whole season. I would give this episode... I have two ratings for it. Okay. I would give the episode in and of itself, in a vacuum, a more than passable. Okay. That's not unfair. But an episode part of a Loki show, I will give it a less than passable. Mm, okay. I'm kind of on the same page. I was going to say like a little more than passable. Um, but yeah, for a Loki show as a finale even, because it didn't even feel like an ending. Like it felt like there should be two more episodes of this season rather than, oh, wait till next season. It's like, nah, man. For And again, I got to go back to the complaints people had for WandaVision, the complaints people had for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm like, keep that same energy, Playboy. People were mad about the WandaVision finale, but WandaVision felt like a complete show. Like if there's no season two of WandaVision, I'm okay with that because they told their whole story yes, in that season. Yes, like a complete show, even yeah. though I did have my problems with the finale. Yes. Um, it didn't go the way you might have wanted, but it still felt, especially like the the poetry of the emotional like conclusion between Vision and Wanda, like that. Nothing is hit as hard in all of these Disney Plus shows as l- grief is just love persevering. That conversation, or when he dies and he says, uh, "So long, darling." Like those moments hit hard in that finale. It felt like there was closure. There is no closure in this fucking season finale at all. To the point where at the end where he 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 goes back to the TVA after being a bitch. He goes from the fucking god of mischief to the king of simps <laughs> because Loki got betrayed by Loki. I'm like, oh, on one level, the irony of that, I like. I w- and I will say also something that was also addressed. What? I do feel like out of all the episodes, though, this was the best fight choreography 
There's, it's so funny because I've seen a lot of complaints people saying there's no action in this episode. It's 99%, let's say 95% dialogue. I don't have an issue with that. No, I don't have an issue. But the one fight scene they do have between Sylvie and Loki, I do agree, probably the best choreographed fight scene, but also infuriated me because he was doing things I'm like, if you could do that, at any but point, I, and that's all. That's There's all so me. many and times. Granted, I was being a little, granted, I was being a little facetious, but that was the point that I was making when you was like, uh, "We're more powerful than we think." Yeah, now they know. Now they're doing all this extra shit that we've never seen. He's grabbing her with magic, telekinesis constantly. Yeah, telekine- he's teleporting, which we've seen him teleport before, but still. But even the telekinesis, I'm like, when what? We're more powerful than we think. But you've done. But the telekinesis is not. It's just inconsistent. Like there are times like when he stopped the whole building from falling and, and pushed it back with his second powers. It's one thing. And he's fighting a dude like bare fists in a convenience store with the Roomba. Can't fight him with telekinesis though. But it's like in this fight, he's grabbing Sylvie and pulling her back with telekinesis. I'm like, where is the where were these powers before? I don't get it. Yeah, they're very inconsistent. Yeah. And then it's like, and I'm glad they didn't do a thing where Sylvie just overpowered him or something like that. It even looked like he had the upper hand. He just let his guard down because of his feelings for her. So on one level, I even like the concept of Sylvie, a Loki, betraying our Loki. It's like the ultimate karma. Like so, in that moment where he falls, technically speaking, she be- he betrayed her. Why? Because, because they didn't go and just kill she Kang. Didn't, she, she her mission never changed. Her mission was always about killing who is the head of the TVA. That was always her mission. You know, what my favorite part of this episode was when. Kang spoke truth to Sylvie. And I wish someone in the fucking Star Wars trilogy said this shit to Ray. But when she's going, I hated Sylvie in that conversation because she was being a fucking child. So when Kang was like, she's like, oh, well, you, she did the same thing to Kang that she tried doing to Mobius in the last episode. I don't know if it's a different writer or if they were just like, let's actually have him push back on her bullshit this time. Because Mobius, she was like, uh, the only reason I kill people is because you forced me to. He was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Even though realistically speaking he was just in much as a position of not being able to change his fate as she was so she should have also been apologizing to him for killing his friends they both were in positions where they couldn't help what they were they had to do he couldn't because he was indoctrinated by TVA she couldn't because she's being chased by the TVA but they're both victims but who apologizes to who only Mobius and Sylvie. Never, it doesn't go the other way around because Sylvie doesn't have any flaws. And she never has, she, she's never put like, uh, she's never uh, 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 held a task for her fucking shortcomings. But meanwhile, in the Kang conversation. Uh, Marvel's thing of Latin, it's not just white women, but. It's white people in general. White people in general, but white women specifically like Wanda, even Black Widow. Black Widow. Black, yeah. Black Widow herself, uh, Iron Maiden, her mom. Yeah. Both of them. Um, but when the Kang conversation, she's just doing the same thing she did to Mopis, where he was like, uh, so you just destroy lives, thousands of lives you destroy. And he's like, and you haven't, bitch? Child, hypocrite. He yelled both. I'm like, I love you, Kang. I'm like, thank you. And she had nothing to say. I'm like, because yeah, yeah, right. He said, we all, we're all villains. Yeah, we're all villains here. I'm like, thank you. So in that moment where you're right, her plan never changed. That's because she's a flawed fucking character. And that was the first time someone in the series actually called her out on it. So to me, 
She Loki didn't betray her. Loki was being fucking logical. He was like, look. But technically, it is a betrayal for her. No, because he didn't even say, let's not do it. He didn't say, he, he made a point to be like, I don't want the throne. All I want is you. I just want to take a second to think about it. And I'm like, who in the writing room made Loki so reasonable and decided to still make Sylvie such a bitch in, in, in response to that because all you had to do was have Sylvie go alright let's talk let's think about it for a second and, and talk it out and then if she still wants to kill Kang sure but she was like no I don't want to talk about it it's like wait 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 we just learned from this guy who's omnipotent we see he's omnipotent he's at the end of time he's telling us that if we kill him we're, it's like Saddam Hussein in Afghanistan if we depose him as a dictator a much worse version will come take his place we have nothing to tell like that, that that will refute what he's saying so we have no reason not to believe him and honestly just I go off vibes even how he was described I'm sure he wasn't lying in the grand narrative of it all, but even his acting, there's never a moment where I felt like, oh, maybe he's lying. But still, he was convinced, no, he's lying. We gotta kill him. I'm like, bro, be rational for five but seconds. You also get her perspective as well. So she's been running from the TVA for thousands of years. Yes. I get so, it to an extent, but it doesn't make her any less, any more likable when you've got no, I'm rationale. Not saying that, but I'm saying, but. When you're when you have when you're on overdrive for that long, you're you do become irrational. But what is what is the Loki wasn't running from the TVA as long as her? Look, and I agree with. Like, and then even when she found what she thought was the head of the TVA, which Renslayer, Renslayer was lying to her. Then she found the timekeepers, and the timekeepers aren't real. <laughs> that Renslayer shit. Yeah. <laughs> all you all you do is tell me lies. Also, if you prune yourself, you don't die. I believe that though. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. But to the extent, I agree with you. That's why I even. On a certain level, so like I like the idea. Like when people compare it to Star Lord, I'm like, mm, it's not the same. No, it's exactly the same with Star Lord. How is that the same? It's an emo- a person who's making an emotional choice in a moment where all they need to be is rational for five seconds. A conversation. Though I say that in one one side of my mouth, the other side I'm going to say that I like the idea conceptually of a Loki betraying Loki. Because what I say before, I like the idea of if you're going to have all these variants of Loki, have those variants teach our Loki a lesson about what it means to be the old version of himself. What she did to a certain extent was an old Loki move. So on that level, I kind of like it because he literally when he, when he got pushed through the portal and he's sitting there, you could see. You know, he doesn't say anything. You can kind of see in his mind, like, I, I, I hope it's not just like, oh my God, I loved her and she betrayed me. I hope it's more like, oh, that's what that feels like. No, it's I loved her and she betrayed me. No, I hate that. <laughs> I, I hope it's, it's more so, this is what Thor must feel every time I would tell him I would change and no, I didn't. That's better writing than what they're going to do. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> but if that is the case, I like it on that level. But in the same t- at the same time, what is what are the creators' intentions for the series? Obviously, from the way they they put so much focus on Sylvie, from the way they created this romance between our Loki and Sylvie, to a certain extent, they want Sylvie to be a liked character. They want her to be a character that 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 becomes a staple, at least in the series, if not in the MCU moving forward. So I'm like, if you want the character to be likable on any level, just let her be a little rational in that moment. And you can still have her betray Loki, but at least if you have that, like, you're right, let me take a moment, let me think about this. Nah, fuck that. I mean, how many times has Tom Hiddleston's Loki been irrational? People still love him. 
Yes, but I also feel like he's earned it more because he's been likable from the beginning. I don't think so. He's been likable from the beginning. Like, there's not, there's never been a moment in the series that she's done something that's been like, I like this Sylvie character. Do, do you have a moment that you're like, oh my god, Sylvie's the best? Other than when the other characters say, oh my god, Sylvie's the best, <laughs> like Loki. <No. laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, and that's the same writing mistakes i feel like a lot of recent i don't know what the deal is all right and this is why people say shit is an agenda i'm not saying there's some kind of agenda for like female empowerment or something like i want minority representation i want female representation i want all these things i want more sexuality represented in, in mcu and in and in genre things in general but this weird tr- trend of like these mary sue-esque characters who are are positioned in places they shouldn't necessarily be and all the characters around them will only talk them up and be like, oh, they're the best, they're the best, they're the best. But there's never any, through their actions, that's never actually showcased. Captain Marvel, Ray Skywalker, Sylvie now. Like, it happens so many times in a lot of different shows and mediums and things and I'm like, I, again, I don't know what the writing logic is of like if we make these characters flawless that makes them strong women and if we have all the male characters stupid or or inept around them and they can oh even mobius he could even fight renslayer he he had a big moment where he was like ah oh, you're not gonna get away from me he falls. I'm like, come on. I like Bro. that. That reminded me of the John Walker Dora Milaje thing. Granted, it's different, but still. But John Walker, I like that because John Walker's a fucking asshole. Mobius is not an asshole. So it's like, why couldn't he have that moment where he actually did something? It's almost like men can't do shit. That's the that, that is the the overarching narrative in these shows. It's like men can't do shit. Mobius, get the fuck out of here. You're weak. <laughs> You're a man. You can't do shit. It's like, oh, okay, all right. Well, Loki. He's a man. He can't do shit. This guy, look, Sylvie's the only one. She's uh, in a room full of male Lokis. Sylvie is the only one <laughs> that can save us. Captain Marvel. Oh, I'm just a girl. Thor's like, I like this one. Why, Thor? You just met her and she's done nothing to, to actually like earn that. But no, I like this one. Why? We, so we look right at the audience and go, you like her too, right? Because I like her. That's what it feels like. And it's like, no, you got to make these characters good characters. I want strong female characters. But when you make them like this, this is why there's so much pushback. And yes, there's a certain section of the internet that will hate them just for being a woman. I ain't talking about those assholes. I'm talking about people who want good characters. That's that's where I'm at. And I'm like, Sylvie, she's a symptom of a bigger problem in Hollywood right now, I feel, where they keep doing this. Even, fuck, even in Terminator, I, I could, we could list these things all day. Terminator Dark Fate. How many times have we been here? John Connor, pff, get the fuck out of here. Terminator, get the, you're weak. We need a female Terminator. We need a female John Connor. It's like, and then, and then what's the female John Connor's like whole thing? Wow, you're the best. You're way better than our John Connor. Why? I don't know. You're just, you're just better. What? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I'm not okay. disagreeing. No, but I need. I, I feel sexist <laughs> when I say these things. I need someone like you, who I, I feel like it's way woker than I am, to kind of like co-sign this. Because like, if you say this shit online, you automatically cast into like the oh you're sexist or oh you're racist or, or whatever it is. But I'm like, nah, man. It's it's how you execute these ideas. Right? Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, part of it, I guess it's also like a, a, a pendulum swing. Because, I mean, how many male characters have we had where it's like, oh, they're the best of everything? And I don't feel like you like those characters, though. Those characters aren't liked. 
that now you get think pieces nowadays be like, oh, Luke Skywalker was a fucking Mary Sue as like a counterpoint to what I'm saying right now. But that's bullshit. Luke Skywalker was not a fucking Mary Sue. He had flaws. He was whiny. He was a bitch. He got beat down in the sequel of his own series. Like he had to come back and he still, he even beat Darth Vader in the villain at the very end of his series. So like, I feel like the characters that don't have flaws that are men are also not liked. They're also, because they're shallow characters. It's like Sylvie. Like the, the same way we're like, what, wh- who is she? What what makes her who she is? Other than Loki telling us how she's the best and the smartest and has all the best plans, and because all his plans are fucking stupid in the series, by default she her plans are always better. But it's like you didn't have to diminish Lo- our Loki to put Sylvie on a pedestal. You could have had them both be fucking whip smart and clever and calculating in and, different ways. Yeah, in different ways. And, and I'm not even, I don't have a problem with Sylvie being better, but don't. Push one character down and put another one up. You can have them both at a high level and just have Sylvie be smarter. Have her, but but realistically smarter. And I, I think that's just a writing thing that they could have, they could have done, but I feel like they didn't put in the work. And so it's just easier to be like, they didn't really. Sylvie's the smartest. <laughs> and this is my problem with that was like going back to like a Loki finale. They didn't do anything with Sylvie. Like I said, we still don't know what her Nexus event is. Nope. We don't know anything about her life. I was actually waiting for the, the reveal, like you said, of her being, oh, she was a male Loki, and by choosing to be a woman, that's what created the Nexus event. At least that would have been some kind of like social point. That would have been something. It would have created a backlash on the internet, but at least that would have been something. But we got nothing. Yeah, we don't know who she is, but yeah, yeah we're supposed to love her. Who is she? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then you get to the the the... Yeah, I don't know that whole conversation, but the dialogue itself I liked. Like I, I, I liked. That's what, on the strength of Jonathan Majors, I love this up. Ep- not loved, but I really liked this episode. Yeah, his uh, the the whole narration about the multiverse and the different kings going to war and the multiversal war. All that is interesting mythos, and I think it's it's a good if it's an advertisement for Kang, it's a decent advertisement and for set Kang. Up, like I thought it was great. Like. For this to be set up for the the, the next the next phase of Marvel, I thought it was a great setup. But again, why do we need a Loki show for that? They could have just called this TVA. <laughs> but but Mobius needed his unique Loki perspective. The first two episodes of this series this show, felt the, tight. The guy that that had the paperweights on the, the Infinity Stone, it could have been about him, and nothing changes. Oh yeah, what happened? To that it could have been about him <laughs> discovering he's a variant. Nothing changes. Yeah, it's so weird. It, it felt like they just missed an opportunity on on actually elaborating more on Loki's character. Which, like, like we said before, like, why didn't we go back to that Thanos moment where we met Thanos? Kind of like it. The first episode, you see the ghost of his Christmas future, but why couldn't we go back and see the ghost of his Christmas past? You know what I mean? And, I, and it, get more into that. You see more about his family on Asgard. See more about his origins as a frost giant. See more about his, his meeting with Thanos for the first time. See more about him and Thor's childhood. You could have explored that through the other variants. Like Kid, Kid Loki. Like, imagine if Kid Loki in episode five sat down with our Loki and told him a story about how he killed Thor. And it was a mirror on even that story that, that Thor told in Thor Ragnarok about uh, Loki turning into a snake and biting him or trying to bite him or whatever. Or, or trying to stab trying him. To stab him. Yeah. It was the same story, but this time he died. Yeah. You could have explored those things that we know about Loki in more detail and then seen how he reacts to those things. And that would have been a better... Because like I said before, the Sylvie character... <clears throat> 
as a writing tool, to me, she just seems like a shorthand way to get Loki from Avengers Loki to even past where he was in Endgame or Infinity War, rather. Even from a writing that, like, there's a much better way to use the character Sylvie. If she's supposed to be different from all the other Lokis, then make her different by showing us why she's so different. Maybe, because remember they mentioned in episode three, she always knew she was adopted. That was the kind of the thing that set Loki off Mm. in the first place. Yeah. She always knew she was adopted. She has a great relationship with her father, which is something that he's always wanted. Everything that he's done was for for Odin's love. He never felt like Odin really loved him. Yeah. That much. It's true. She has a much better she has a great relationship with Odin. Yeah. She has a great relationship with basically both her parents, yeah. Frigga, Odin, and she also is very close to her. She has her own Thor. Yeah. And they're very close. Like her family dynamic is strong. Yeah. And so that's a huge reason why there's such a departure. He's like, I would never treat myself like this because they're very, they're very different. They had very different experiences, very different childhoods, even though they are the same. Yes. That would have been a much better way to tell a Loki story. And then even going into like what you mentioned, like you see these other variants of Loki that is him and say they went through his experience and had diverged like... uh Classic Loki talk about, yeah, I went through all this stuff. I went through Ragnarok. Yeah. But the only difference is I survived. Whereas I guess your version or whatever, a future version of you died. Yeah. And so you see that. But even in then, it still goes back to the family dynamic. Family. Family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fast and where it's like, I was, I was by myself for a long t- for eons, but yeah. I missed my brother. Yeah. That one. So it all goes back to Thor. It all go back. It all goes back to that relationship, which I also kind of feel like, which I do love, but I also feel like they didn't build it as much in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as mm. much as they could have, because even like the first movie, you couldn't get Chris Hemsworth. The first, this. <laughs> the, first, the first Thor movie should have really been about Thor and Loki, not fucking setting up uh, Padme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Natalie Portman. Yeah, setting up Natalie a uh, Natalie Portman love interest where it takes place on Earth. Yeah. Like, no. And, I, and that's also a thing, like, because I was thinking about this as I was driving. I was like, I was so they never good. really set up Odin in the MCU like a, as a powerful force so no. that when he actually dies, it's felt. And what? why it would make sense of how Thanos is able to do everything. He's the protector of the oh. nine realms. I never really seen Odin. Odin's never did shit, even when he was alive. No. You never really got the sense of how powerful he is. No. <coughs> but everything you're saying is exactly how I feel. I feel like there's a much better show in this show. They just didn't focus on the things they needed to focus on. Even with Sylvie. They could have had Sylvie been an interesting character if they did everything you just said. But it's like they didn't I'll use... that to a TikTok video. Yeah, they didn't use the time effectively. They didn't use the time to actually tell us more about our Loki. They just used to tell this fun, wacky story about, oh, we're going through time and space and oh, it's crazy Loki's here and oh, now we're on a train and Loki's getting drunk and it was like, okay, but it'd been so interesting if they did have uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth and what's his name? John Hopkins? This is his name. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. John Hopkins. Like what? Anthony Hopkins in this show for flashbacks. Like that would have been so intriguing. Well, I said this, I said this, uh, um, for episode four. Uh, oh, you're talking about for the the Sif part? Yeah, I said it said it's like so Sif. What, what, it would have been better if it was his mother. That felt like who who can we actually get to come? Oh, she's available. All right, let her come. <laughs> she's in the loop, guys. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, how much better would it have been if it was his mother? Yeah, somebody that he actually has a stronger connection. Granted, obviously you could, you know, the whole oh, I'm the narcissist. Like you still could. I feel like you could have had a much stronger emotional moment if it was his mother being disappointed in him or f- for some shit that he did. Or for sure, his mother. For sure. Sif, did they even have like a 
relationship like that? Did they ever even talk in the movies? Probably in the first one. Like, all, like, like, I feel like indirectly maybe, but I feel like they never even had like, a scene together. That, they all had that uh, battle together in uh, Jotunheim for the first, like the beginning of the movie pretty much. Yeah, so they're shouting across the battlefield to each other. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough establishment. That's that connection. <laughs> yeah. But they yeah. basically pulled that from Norse mythology. There's a moment in Norse, Norse mythology with Thor where Loki does cut her hair. So that's a Norse mythology reference. Oh, wow. Deep cuts. I didn't even know that. Yes. Wow. Okay. All right, Loki. Focusing the wrong things. Got you. <laughs> like, so I was like, let's find a deep cut mythology reference Pretty here. Much. It's like, okay, but that doesn't help the show at all. <laughs> um, but how do you feel by the, by, for one, uh, when Sylvie stabs Kang? I like that moment where he was like, I'll see you soon. That was intimidating. I like yeah. that. Um, how'd you feel though with Mobius and them all forgetting who Loki is? So there's a lot of people that are speculating that when Sylvie opened up the thing, she sent him to a different TVA. I don't think that makes sense. I think, because why would there be more than one TVA? The whole point of the TVA is to exist outside of time and space. Yeah. I think it's the same TVA. It's just now that Kang is free, He because they all got the same goal, I think he just remade the TVA and wiped all their memories, and now he's ruling over it's the same tva yeah it's just i like that better than there being multiple tvas because then there's multiple tvas what's the point yeah agree, exactly yeah <laughs> so yeah i i kind of got that interpretation as well it'd be weird if it was like a, a different tva for every multiverse out there um yeah my only disappointment was i was just like man and that I, video will be posted i already have it made that video will be posting tonight on tiktok no, probably on tiktok nice my only disappointment was there was no like even in the statue i just wanted the helmet just, just show me the helmet in the statue i mean man. they kind of sh- they kind of did when they showed the uh variants fighting each other they they had the helmet on oh they did i didn't notice that because you don't pay attention i mean they were like weird pewter like t1000 metal formation things it was so cool it was it was interesting it reminded me of black panther the beginning of black panther oh yeah it did that's true uh, so they have <laughs> Wakanda has end of time three thousand year three thousand tech or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. I also didn't completely understand why he was omnipotent up to a certain point. And then even if he wasn't omnipotent, I, mean, I guess kind of like the ancient one, you can't see your own death. But there was a choice. He didn't necessarily have to die, right? But if everything happens the way it's supposed to then there was no choice why did he want to why? he was going to die regardless. just he was just bored that's 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 it he was just bored he said he's older and he's been here for, he's been there for eons so he's like fuck it even technically fuck like, the universe because even technically like well it takes place in the future but it doesn't but it does but it doesn't because remember he said eons ago in the 31st century we're not in the 31st century it was just 2012 yeah so I, I was like so you just want to die that's that's the whole thing it's like you know what I'm tired let the, let the war yeah, I mean, universe the, sort itself out the cur- that's immortality 101 eventually like in terms of like story writing all creatures once they get a certain age they're like I'm like I've seen everything at this point man like, call T'Challa man let him take your job over don't let fucking Loki do it he's dead, he's dead. I don't care bring him back I want to bury T'Challa <laughs> bring him back <laughs> uh, but yeah so in terms of your rankings for the shows themselves what would you, they could do at this point what would you rate the show or, oh that's another thing they never even explained where Ravana went like what did Miss Minnis show her she was like I said what I wanted and she was like oh but it's what you need and I was like oh I thought she was gonna end up I thought she was gonna kill Kang I thought Loki was gonna now, talk Sylvie down I wanted, I wanted Black 
power couple magic. I thought she was gonna know way more than she that she that she did, and it was gonna be real that like her and Kang were at the seat of the you know power of throne or whatever. So you got this black man, black woman yeah. at the end of all time or whatever, ruling, manipulating all the mm. shit. She no shit. It's like yeah, she ain't no shit. So I didn't like I didn't like that. Did did you care that we even find out anything about where she went or what that plot line even was going? We even find out what her relationship with Mobius was. Season two. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, and their confrontation. How do you feel about the confrontation itself? Who? Uh, between exactly between Mobius and uh, Renslayer. That's what I said. I didn't have a problem with that. I was like, because it reminded me of John Walker and Adora Milaje. The one thing I liked about it was that she didn't go to prune him. Like so, but it, once again, it makes me go like, "What the fuck was? Did she? Did they fuck? What was their relationship? That like, there's clearly there's still some love there, but why? Best friends, maybe I don't know. She's like, "You betrayed me." I'm like, again, no, that's not what happened here. Like, you betrayed, you literally betrayed him by pruning him. <laughs> but, but no, you betrayed me, Mobius. Is like, mm. I like that. That was the same same banter, Mo- Mobius and Loki. You betrayed me. No, you betrayed me. No, you're a bad friend. No, you're a bad friend. <laughs> Even though I like the chemistry better. I mean, even in that conversation, I feel like Loki was wrong. He betrayed Mobius. <laughs> but still, they went back and forth with it. <laughs> but it's bullshit. <laughs> it's always people that do the betraying that want to fucking play victim and reverse it and be like, no, you betrayed me. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. You literally killed me, but you betrayed me. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, and last question. How did you feel about it? Uh, yeah, I want your elaboration on, on why you'd rank it uh, or where would you rank it? Because you didn't agree with the the rankings before of WandaVision, Loki, Falcon, and Winter Soldier. You like Falcon, Winter Soldier only, less than Loki? Only because I was very disappointed with, with the, the finale? With the finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I was just uh, like, and I hate it because I'm like, because it's the because it was the black show. Black Captain America. Like, I want to like it more. That's why I like it more. But... There were a lot of great moments guess, in that show. I guess because of I guess because it's closer to home with the with the black and the racism. It hurts thing, more. It hurt me more. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts it hurts more. Okay, that's fair. I can't even argue with you about that. Yeah. <laughs> that it was so disappointing. And then they didn't go as hard. Especially like the whole John Walker. Oh, he's a villain. He's an asshole. He just tried to kill. Nope. We're no. gonna have Bucky and him walk hand in hand with their arms at each other's like that that rivals the Sil- actually I think it's worse than the Sylvie stuff for me. I I that that knocks Falcon Winter Soldier would have been number one if all that bullshit with John Walker and the kind of even the finale his his so, yeah so because of that his speech the, the speech yeah the speech did you re, have you rewatched this like in the moment I rewatched it no. okay in the moment I liked the speech a lot more no, I never I didn't okay I raged about that whole okay thing. see I was more on a high of like oh Black Captain America but then I rewatched it I'm like he didn't really even say anything like it wasn't it wasn't a Chris Evans like Steve Rogers level speech. It wasn't no. Winter Soldier. Was, we can do better of d- no do shit. Do better, Senator. Yeah, it's like, no okay. shit. How? I don't have to tell you how. Fly away! <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but, I, but there has but to be- That's the whole thing of like the white, white people trying to put black people in these net, like, if black people had power, we would all be fucking Magneto, damn near. <laughs> but you can't tell that story on a, on a Disney white run company. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It felt like pandering. It, it, just, it just, it hurt. Falcon and Winter Soldier, Soldier hurt more. But it did have better moments than Loki. I would say that. The conversation between Isaiah Bradley, the also, episode five over. And then also the strength of Loki is I feel like out of all the finales, Loki had the best finale. Really? Yes. 
But you mean in a vacuum? Because you just said that you gave it less than... In a vacuum, I would give it a more than passable. For a Loki show, it's a less than passable. But for the episode in and of itself and the setup and everything like that, I was hyped. I was hyped for the setup for Doctor Strange, Uh. setup for Into the Spider-Man. I didn't feel like that with the end of WandaVision or the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't really feel that for Winter Soldier as much, but at least for WandaVision, I did. You got White Vision out there. You got the Multiverse of Madness yeah, with the know, with the like, Darkhold. What is that lead? To, what is that leading to? We know what this is leading to. Multiverse. Yes. Okay. I mean, fair, but <laughs> I don't know. I was just way more invested with the characters in WandaVision too. Even the kids. Like I. No, I'm. I said WandaVision number one for me. Yeah. But in terms of the finale, yeah, I think Loki had the best finale. Okay, so but we both agree on WandaVision being number one, right? I just said that. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I'm just verifying. So now you can't tell me that I don't like magic <laughs> because I also list WandaVision number one. Oh, no, you don't like the magic part. What the fuck? <laughs> I did like the magic part. No, you just said I didn't like the finale. That was the most magic part. <laughs> I did like the finale. Not I didn't. I didn't. <sighs> No, I didn't like the finale. Is other people didn't like the finale because it was like, oh, it's two MCU with the sky beams. I even like the twist of like uh, her revealing the runes, and she's like, oh, wherever there are runes in a witch's space, you can't defeat me, bitch, or whatever she said. No, but it makes sense because I was like, well, how is she still flying then? Shut up. <laughs> it was a cool moment, okay? <laughs> I like that reveal. <laughs> and then her imprisoning Agatha in her own mind for all eternity because she's a terrible person. <laughs> she's a terrible person. Wanda got to go to jail. That's what I'm saying. She is a terrible person. I mean, even... Oh, I thought you meant because Agatha's a terrible person. No, no, no. Like, Wanda's, Wanda's a, terrible, a terrible, person. terrible person. Yeah. I mean, look, I even agree with you with hindsight now more than I did then. That 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 line of like, you'll never know what they sacrificed for you. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> they were, they were the, in constant pain. That's one of the biggest moments. Granted, WandaVision is still number one for me, That, but that was one of my biggest moments that I hated about like that. Lo- that moment alone lowered WandaVision for me. Yeah. And then, honestly, now looking back on it, that was just a symptom it, of a bigger almost, problem that's happening. It, uh, it basically turns Monica into a mammy. Not even, not even just- She mammy, literally was. For her, for her. At the end, she was defending the kids. Yeah, I was going to say, but her- Putting her body in front of the made-up white kids, and that didn't need take, her, and taking the bullets for her. That didn't need her. A, they didn't need her. They <laughs> had their own powers. But then it's not like Monica knew that she would be unaffected by the bullets. So she no. basically was willing to give her life for these white kids. That, That's a fucking trope within Hollywood with black people. You know, yep. the the mammy trope: black black women giving their lives to protect white kids or white people more than they would protect their own kids. Yeah. So like that, I fucking hated. So. And then her defending, her being the one character out of all of them, and she happens to be black, and defending Wanda, ride or die. Yeah. Despite Wanda going full Karen on her. Like, full day, Karen. <laughs> when she broke back into the hex, and she yeah. used her magic and all that. Get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not giving her, like, why are you defending this bitch so much? Basically, lynch her with magic. <laughs> she, tried to. she tried to, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm super her now, bitch. You can't. It's like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> Oh, okay, so wait, last question. Uh, does Loki now make you more or less excited slash worried for the next MCU shows? Because there's been a trend where you're I'm getting- I'm worried. worried. You're worried. I said, and I said this before. Not, maybe not what if, because what if is like an anthology. I'm not talking about what if. I'm talking about like- but like Hawkeye and Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, Secret- Definitely- Secret, secret Invasion. Definitely Secret Invasion. More uh, so, spe- especially when I found out- it's Six episodes. Six episodes. How? You couldn't do Loki in six episodes. You're gonna do Secret Invasion in six episodes. You couldn't do Falcon and Winter Soldier in six episodes. They got closer. <laughs> in my mind, to no. me, they got closer. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> they just need to fucking stick the landing and not be fucking John Walker apologists. 
he had a hard time. It, oh, I can't. <laughs> you know, he's so mad. That's the same thing people say about every fucking white shooter out there. Like, oh, he had mental he had health bad, issues. He had, he had a bad day. It's like, get the fuck. <laughs> we put that in the MCU show. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for our Loki review. And there are ways you can do it. Because I don't fully think John Walker's a villain. I think he's just a product of the military industrial complex and yada yada. Like, he thought he was doing the right thing. Yes, but he he's almost what Sylvia but is for Loki. The way you address the way they handled it was not the way you handle it. Exactly. They almost redeemed him completely. He's like he's a redeemed character now. Yeah. Not even not even almost. They literally redeemed him. At the end yeah, he's walking side by side yes. with Bucky like everything's fine. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to kill you yesterday, but we're all good. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> white people <laughs> pretty much but who said white privilege doesn't exist who out there said that someone in our, our fan base uh, said that uh, uh, I can't think of his actual real name but Blur Vision Historian or whatever Juan was that his name yeah Juan yeah I think Juan do you still think he's no white privilege bro like is he still listen? I don't I haven't heard from him I haven't heard from either but if you're out there listening bro you gotta you gotta look at the pattern <laughs> white privilege definitely exists but anyway Let's move on. Let's get into our next topic. Black Clippers exist. He's the fa- he's the Captain America. <laughs> couldn't get a bank loan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Space Jam, a new legacy. Do you want to talk about that, or you want to save that? We can save it if you want to. If you want to watch it. No, I'm gonna watch it. There's nothing to spoil. Talk about it. I already said like they win in the end. They win in the end, but I'll give my thoughts real quick. Does Monica break out into a song. Monica. I will cross the ocean for you. Was no. The original space and there's no R. Kelly, so there's no, uh, I believe I can fly and touch kids. <laughs> I believe I can touch the sky. Yeah, no. Um, honestly, though, just to give my short, abridged, non spoiler thoughts on it. What in the Matrix? Oh, welcome to the Space Jam. Wow, this world is massive. I need to assemble an elite team. Follow me, Doc. I'm a cartoon? Group picture. Speaking from experience, that's going to leave a mark. So many different worlds to explore. <laughs> I can't wait to see what I turn into here. I'm freaking Robin? Nerd alert. I, I expected it to be better than it was. It it. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I the, heard it was trash. The '90s Space Jam was better. And I'm not saying that coming from a place of, of of being, you know, I was a kid when that came out. I'm saying that as somebody who is just looking at this as its own premise. It's called Space Jam, but this is like about the internet and technology and Don Cheeto's like an AI program called the Algorithm, who literally puts together ideas for Warner Brothers and pitches it to celebrities, but yet. It's like an AI that is so like advanced that's got its own like self-awareness and wants to be famous. Skynet. Skynet, if Skynet just wanted to be famous. So it basically reaches out to to LeBron James to try and scaffold off of his internet fame. So I'm like, in some ways, it's more modern for the social media age. And even the the game itself isn't just a straight up basketball game. It's like a, a video game basketball game. So it's like they try to modernize it, but they... It, it feels soulless. Like it, it just feels like, and I feel like there's like, I think there's six writers on this. So whenever there's like more than two writers on any given property or any given project, <clears throat> that tells me it's just, uh, it's a, a product of Hollywood and just corporate executives somewhere trying to cash in on a, on a fucking brand name. Cause the story even feels all over the place. It's not even just Looney Tunes. 
like it 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 diverges from its own premise to the point where it feels convoluted. There's Game of Thrones characters. There's there's Pennywise in there. It's Rick and Morty make a cameo. Like there's a bunch of different Warner Brothers properties just peppered throughout. And I can nitpick all day from the the basketball game feeling meaningless because it's a video game. They've got things called style points, so it's not. And you know, sports in general and in, in movies are, are meaningless when it comes to like points, but it feels especially meaningless when it's not even like you make a basket and it's like two pointer or a three pointer. It's like if you make a basket and it's cool enough and cool is subjective for the story itself. So it could be anything they do could be labeled as cool. So they get like a thousand, a thousand fucking points. So it's like you're not even really watching the game to see like who's really ahead, who's really winning. Granted, it's a Looney Tunes property, so it's like even in the original, they would like score a basket and it's like 500 points or some shit like that. But it feels especially arbitrary when it's like, oh, you did a cool layup plus 20 points in the scoreboard. It's like, okay, so now I'm just waiting for the last point because that's all that really matters. But it felt like there was so much more character in that original movie. Like the from the Monstars that were in the original coming from space, hence why it's called Space Jam, and the focus on the Looney Tunes characters. I don't even remember the first. I mean, I I, I love the first movie, like as a kid. I don't remember. I, I would recommend watching it again I just to refresh remember, memory. I do, have, I do remember liking it because I, I have Space Jam underwear. Yeah, everybody. And also, that they, they did not do the music, but they did not like lean enough into that original theme song I feel I I barely I, there was a, definitely a remix of it somewhere in there but I'm not remember it distinctly as I remember it in the original and I just saw the movie so I tell you something right there um but it, positives LeBron James is a marginally better actor than Michael Jordan so there's that but as a kid I didn't give a fuck so I doubt any kid watching this can be like oh yeah LeBron James is a decent actor he's not even decent he's 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 serviceable so he's not like making any comedic jokes that really land or anything like that, but he's just better than the piece of wood that Michael Jordan was. Um, but I felt like there was more character between Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes than there was between uh, LeBron James and the Tunes in this one. And it's really because of the premise of it being more about all Warner Brothers properties than just Looney Tunes. So he's got like the, at first he's got a pick of anybody from Warner Brothers to be on his team. So he's thinking about, like, oh, I'm going to get King Kong to be on my team. I'm going to get the, uh, I'm going to get Godzilla or no, he's Superman. I'm going to get King Kong. And it's like, oh, that's a cool idea for a, a space jam. I'm, like, I'm imagining King Kong and Superman on the same team playing, playing basketball with LeBron James. But that immediately goes out the window because it's, it's space jam. So it's about the Looney Tunes. But the way they set it up in this one, it makes Bugs Bunny seem like an asshole because the idea is, always but more he didn't seem like an asshole as, as much in the first one because in this one it's more like he's using lebron james to get all the looney tunes back to toon world because don Cheadle came to toon world before the events of the movie started and told all the looney tunes hey you want to be famous fuck the looney tunes you should be in other uh warner brothers properties so it's basically the looney tunes are peppered throughout a bunch of different movies like from the matrix to i don't remember the rest the, 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 throw a dart at a warner brothers movie and that's where the looney tunes are so they gotta go to the matrix world to get a looney tune they gotta go to wonder woman's world to get a looney tune uh babs of course is in wonder woman's world because now she's powerful <laughs> it basically just sounds like an advertisement for warner brothers uh, yes for all the other warner brothers properties um and it just becomes this big mess of everything so at try, once. They tried to make a Wreck-It Ralph movie, but 
does it sound as yeah wreck it ralph um what was the other one uh ready player one it, it feels like those movies plus space jam and the basketball element takes such a far back seat to the rest well, no saying. the execution is way worse than the original again it felt like it kind of drained the soul of that original space jam um even the the monstar villains like it, they're just ai programs that john shiro plucks because the idea is the premise is uh what's his face uh lebron james is a terrible it's such a generic plot lebron james is a terrible father his son wants to be something that's not a basketball player he's trying to push him to be a basketball player his son wants to make video games but his father doesn't listen to him and he doesn't want him to be himself so what's the moral of the story he lebron james has to be has to be less controlling and let the looney tunes be more themselves and wacky rather than just be focus on the game it's a game it's literally it's a basketball game but he 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 thinks of it as it's it's not a game this is serious this is a fucking lifestyle you gotta fucking do you gotta put 110 percent in this so he's just an asshole dad um so don shield the ai takes the 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 video game characters the sun based off of real nba players and transforms them by upgrading them into like these weird amalgamation monsters, but nothing ever as visually interesting. Even though like there's like a fire dude, a water dude, a snake lady, like it all just feels like generic power sets. But the monsters had a personality to them. They they were a little bit goofy, but a little bit serious and a little bit intimidating, and like they they had like a vibe to them. Even as even the Buster Rhymes themes on they had like ah you hit him high, hit him high, hit him. we the monsters like shit like that. Like it, it gave it personality more so than this. Uh, even the aliens that were like kind of like mafia dons of space, and like they were gonna enslave Michael Jordan to to play basketball on their planet forever. Like that to me actually weirdly made more sense than this AI who's mad that LeBron James didn't want to be part of his 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 algorithmic uh, uh, sales pitch. But the idea is. It's weird. Warner Brothers doesn't have any of their own ideas, so they have an algorithm that literally produces ideas from the pitch of celebrities. So the algorithm sends an email to a Warner Brothers executive who then who then contacts LeBron James and pitches them on the idea, not that they had, but their AI algorithm system had. So then they have LeBron, they, they tell LeBron James, oh, we can digitize you and put you in every movie from now until the end of time don't you be immortalized lebron james is like no that's fucking stupid so then the ai is like oh but with lebron james without lebron james i can't be famous fuck that i'm gonna pull you in somehow i'm gonna pull you into the digital world and i'm gonna keep you in the warner brothers server forever unless you beat me in a basketball game and if you do win you can go but if you don't win, you'll be trapped here forever. And I'm like, why? Why even give him the option? And like, <laughs> I just looked at him there. <laughs> and it just felt like, it felt more like the original Space Jam was Michael Jordan's story. This felt more like LeBron James had pulled into like some some other story that was already happening. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't remember how Michael B. Jordan got Michael B. Jordan. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Very light spoilers. And that's this is kind of in my review. If I were to give it a rating, I'd give it for kids because it's still a kids movie. I give it like a low passable. For me personally, poor vision. <laughs> Just because it's like you could have elevated. Oh, even for kid, like is this really for kids? No, they have the villains and their time. Oh, no, like, that's another thing. The visually, it just looks so much worse because they're all CGI models now, mixed with live action models. Before it was just, it was just 
uh, Michael Jordan is live action. Everything was cartoon. But in this, it's like this weird mixture of live action and CGI. And even the way things look in the stadium at the end, the entire third act looks like too busy. I don't like there's not a stadium. It's just like they're just playing in this big outdoor court with a bunch of the other characters like standing around them and these weird looped animations that look terrible. But they have rated R monster movie villains game of thrones pennywise they got the dudes the rapists from um uh clockwork orange on the villain side of the court and i'm like oh, if you're not an adult making these like oh, i know that character i know that character who is that for that's not even why i was asking is oh, it really saying? for kids what do you mean i was asking is it really for kids in the sense like looney tunes ain't popping that's why they have everything else in this. <laughs> like, who's checking for the Looney Tunes right now? Looney Tunes is not in the zeitgeist like it was in the 90s. Exactly. Space Jam came out when Looney Tunes was at its peak. Like I said, like Tiny Tunes was out on the car- in cartoons. Looney Tunes was popular. Michael Jordan was at his peak. It made sense at the time. This just feels like a cash grab. Um, I mean, LeBron's still at his peak, I guess. I don't watch sports, but I'm assuming he is. But he's not the icon that Michael Jordan was. Michael Jordan was like no, but people still there are a lot of people that debate who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron. Yeah, they debate who's better, but in terms of like marketability, Michael Jordan is still a bigger name than LeBron James. Michael Jordan is known around the world like universally. You tell a Japanese person Michael Jordan, oh Michael Jordan, like you know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Um, it's got the, the 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 shoe with the <laughs> the logo, swish, <laughs> which was even in that movie with the stretchy armness of it. Um, wait, what was I gonna say? Not for kids. Oh no, there's there's literally it's got it's not just for kids because there's literally like wink and nod references literally to the audience. Like there's a moment where Bugs Bunny's like, oh wait, so we have to work with a, a a basketball legend to save the fate of the Looney Tunes? Hmm. Seems familiar. He looks right at the screen and kind of like winks at the screen and like, oh, that's for us, because you're doing it again. But there's no like it's weird, it's a sequel kinda. But they barely touch on it. I say so. They don't reference the first movie. There's one, but well, I just said it was kind of a reference. But there's one amazing reference that, like, I got chills just one moment, and and it's because you said Michael B. Jordan. I, it reminded me of it. So spoilers, very light spoilers. It's not really spoilers for this. Michael shit. B. Jordan's in the movie. Yeah, he is. How? But, but that's what makes it so funny. There's a moment where they're losing, of course, right? Every Space Jam or every basketball, any sports movie, you gotta lose by the halftime. You gotta, gotta rally the team. They're like, oh shit! Remember in the begin- in the other Space Jam, it was like Michael Jordan had like that secret stuff, and it was like water in a bottle but they put like the label on to be like oh this is the secret stuff it'll make you just as good as I am if you drink this and they all start drinking the water and they're like oh I feel great and they start kicking ass and this one was more just like the power was always within you you just gotta be yourself but before that happened like they're, they're all down and they're in the locker room and uh, Daffy Duck he's not even Daffy Duck in this one isn't even in the basketball game like he's not part of the team he's like the manager kind of which is weird but Daffy's like don't worry guys I was able to find the the king of the sultan of I don't know what all Michael Jordan's nicknames are but he's like I got him the Chicago's best and they started playing the Chicago you know the, the Chicago Bulls theme song yeah <laughs> Really? Whenever they mentioned my Michael Jordan, okay, whatever. <laughs> but they they do that 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 build up before Michael Jordan comes out in a basketball game. I think they even did it in the original Space Jam. But it's like, oh my God, is it truly him? Is it Michael Jordan? I was like, oh my God, if Michael Jordan is in this and he's like in the like the final act, 
it might not save the movie, but make it a little bit better for me. And then who walks out? Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you got Michael B. Jordan? Is that Michael Jordan? And he's like, Michael B. Jordan's like, oh, I, I was just in the stands. I, I lost my, my way. I'm sorry. It, am I supposed to be here? I'm, my bad. <laughs> and it's a really, it's a cute scene. It's a little funny, but like, it was like, oh my god, it was so dope for a hot second when I thought you were actually Michael Jordan. <laughs> but no, so it was like a throwaway, just funny reference. But Ralph Boner. Kinda, yeah, that's kind of what it was. But yeah, if, even though he is a Michael Jordan, yeah, I give his poor vision for me as a Space Jam fan. But if you're a kid, which none of nobody listening to this shit is, are you a Space Jam fan? <laughs> I was, I was a huge Space Jam fan. I love Space Jam. <laughs> I believe I can fly. R. Kelly ruined that song for me. <laughs> but yeah, let's move on. Uh, so if you watch it next week, we'll talk about it in depth. Uh. Let's uh, real quick go over To Your Eternity and then My Academia. So, how'd you feel about the most recent episode of To Your Eternity? thought it was interesting in the sense of everything because i'm i'm very curious about this world and what is this shit building towards mm. and so every time they give these little nuggets of what's gonna have like the knockers and the destruction of the world and you got to get more powerful and then all these quirky characters that we're meeting that we know are all gonna die no that's the whole point of this show yeah. he has to meet other people and become more human and 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 get his power to whatever end because of whatever is gonna happen. I don't fucking know what's happening, and I know Pioran's gonna die. And she no, not the old lady. Yeah, the old lady's gonna die. He's gonna have a moment where I don't know. She sacrificed herself for him, and he fucking gets her cane, his power. It's all gonna happen. Even these pirate people that he met, they're all gonna die. So <laughs> just the fact that there's so much death in these characters and this quirkiness and emotion and emotional roller coaster. Even though I'm not emotional at all for all of it, but I still feel it in some moment of my soul i'm here for all of it i love it oh so you do it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Maybe you're like oh i know what's gonna happen they're all gonna die so who cares yeah, but they're all gonna die and i want all of it oh because you love death you sick bastard <laughs> but i did like this episode i like because i like how it's gonna affect him yeah i like uh, and they said exactly what i've kind of been talking about before when we talk about the series of uh she mentions March and he tries to remember her, but he can't. And it's like this weird, like white image of her and his memories. And then Pioran makes the comment that I've been feeling of like, it's like a second death. If you don't remember the person anymore, if they steal that memory of them from you, they don't exist anymore. Yeah, a person, she said, a person doesn't really die until they're forgotten. And I felt that. That's true. 
Yeah. It's like, damn. And it made me think in real life, like all the people, like think about the think about all the famous people that we like. Like you bring up names like um, Martin Luther King, a Malcolm X, a Michael Jackson, Prince, Luther Vandross, yada, yada, yada. But think about all the people that we don't know. Yeah. And, and they had full lives. Yeah. Maybe they were also musicians too. Maybe they were actors as well, but we're not talking about them like we're talking about like- It's the only way to become immortal. <laughs> to yeah. be famous enough that yeah, your name Walt, is carried on. Walt Disney, but- Maybe who who helped Disney come up with that idea? Maybe exactly. We yeah, don't know. It's all very true. I, I read something like it was all like the meme. faceless, all the all the people that also fought in the civil rights movement. They weren't Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I saw a meme at some point. It made me depressed. It was like uh, someday at some point in the future, someone will think about you for the last time. I was like. Don't say that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> and even even in your even I mean yeah even in your own family like yeah. there are people like I don't know. two generations later not gonna I remember don't know who my great grandmother I don't know my great grandmother my great great grandmother or my great 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 grandfather whatever like I don't know exactly but it's like a it's a tragedy when you think about it and it's 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 uh, this is why we have things like like podcasts and social media and movies and comics all to distract ourselves from the 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 sad realization that one day we will die and none of this would mean anything <laughs> it's like oh my god i don't think about that <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> but like i think it's the strength of the series it makes you reflect on stuff like this and like what does it mean to to and live I think about it a lot because i also you know being that is the topic like i do have like a, a fear of death mostly just because of the un like i don't know why the i unknown i try to i try to make it more cerebral in the sense where it's like you feel like you're just sitting in a void of blackness all the whole time what's up like i know that's not how it's gonna be no you don't remember before you were born right no so. you don't i know that i get all of that but even still like even when people bring that up it was like well you have no fit like before you were born it's gonna be the same thing but it's like before i was born i wasn't here though so i can't like try to imagine not existing anymore yeah yeah it's a weird it's an unsettling thought when you really think about it and then even when you think like yeah before you were born but eventually you were born when you die there is no you're born like there's this that's it yeah <laughs> even and i'm like you know even try to justify it like even if you say reincarnation exists even if reincarnation is a real thing even that's scary because then you think about like the like it makes me grateful for my life like you gotta start like thinking about it that way like the attitude of gratitude about the things you have even if you don't have everything you want like it's like a it's like a uh, a roll of the dice you could have ended up in a third world country we wouldn't be talking right now you know what i mean like you could have like yeah. born be born in a terrible living condition and die a year later like you have no idea but it's just or in the next world we could be fucking who us <laughs> <laughs> Put that in the multiverse. <laughs> it's already in the multiverse. You're gay and training in this multi in this world, but in another world. I mean, you're not you're wrong. Not, I guess endless not, possibilities. You're not, you're not right? in training anymore, but then also in another world, I'm, I'm no, I'm not. Yeah, another world. You're in straight. Every, in every world, in every multiverse, I'm a gay. What? <laughs> that's how it works. I don't think that's how it works. That's how it works. Somewhere in the multiverse, we're on Dick Fight Island right now. <laughs> but, yeah, but, go, but, I mean, but going to what I was saying, like even if reincarnation is real, like me as Michael Lamar Simeon is dead, is gone, is no longer exists. Yeah, I'm. In the next life, I'm fucking Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> oh no, but Karen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Rachel Berry from Glee. Yeah. 
So my soul might still be intact in this new life, but I don't know who Michael, I don't, like if I were to meet, like say I died tomorrow and I was born as like Aang or whatever. Aang. (laughs) And I met my mother. I don't know that's my mother. Yeah. In a a past life or whatever, or maybe I, if if reincarnation does exist and I have family in my old life that's still out there, I don't know who these people are. This is not even true. Yeah, that life, it's like, it's scary that, that, that. That thought, like do everything you, you are, like uh, uh, in, in many ways, is like irrelevant. Do you believe in reincarnation? Just a random question, but I, there are times where I feel I like don't. you'll you'll meet somebody, or like you'll there's times where you'll even pass somebody on a street, and you'll have like a weird like a moment of deja vu where it's like I feel like I've been here before. Maybe I've been here before, but like you feel like a weird. I live my life on vibes, so you get like a weird vibe from somebody. It's like why do I feel like I've known you longer than I have, or why why did I look at you twice when there's no reason for me to. You know what I mean? Sometimes I, I, I'll I look at somebody and I'm like, I don't know that person, but like, why do I feel like I know them? Or not know them, but maybe what I feel like is like- Maybe they're your variant. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. But I feel like in those those moments, you're connecting to some kind of like past life, future life, something's there. I feel like energy can never be created or destroyed. So I think the same would be for your soul, right? It's gotta go somewhere. Something's gotta happen to it. Yeah, but it could just- Go back to the universe because you think about when you look when you look at like when people like so like, maybe you're a bird when you and then die, you're a bug when you like look put a microscope not a microscope but like a mirror or a light shining light in like somebody's eye and then you look at like the formation of the stars oh it's the same yeah it's the same yeah so, maybe but I'm saying it's like, just, you're so reincarnated somewhere but even still like you become one with the universe you're not I highly doubt you're conscious. No, 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 no. But that energy still exists. It's like, like, like uh, fucking, uh, uh, what's that? The phalanx. When you become one with mm. the phalanx, you're not an X-Men. Yeah. You, you're just part of a greater, but you're not like an individual being. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you might become, yeah, energy doesn't, uh, can't be created or destroyed. So yeah, you're the energy that's making you, because consciousness comes from somewhere. Yes. There's a reason. It takes energy to think and have thoughts. And, yeah. And <laughs> so th- there's a reason humans are conscious, whereas like a flower isn't. Yeah. Even though a flower is alive, but it's not conscious. Yeah. So that energy has to go somewhere, but that doesn't necessarily mean where it go like you're not an individual like you're no longer an individual you're no longer Jordan Barnett yeah I'm so romantic I believe in twin flames so I, I like to think that that concept is even you're meeting somebody that you've met before in a past life and it's like you're you're two parts of the same whole trying to reconverge somewhere on the the multiverse of the timeline or the universe whatever but all that aside I do I even like the so it's like that's the part that's that's that that's frightening to me. Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't think there's an after a heaven and hell and all that other. Yeah, I don't think that either. I think it's, it's all like you want to think about it because the i the you go somewhere. Not even not even just that, but the idea that it doesn't exist is probably even more frightening. Yeah, because there's nothing. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, idea, the idea of kind of oblivion. It's, and granted, not technically oblivion because yeah, the energy is still existing somewhere, but it's still somewhat an oblivion in terms of like again, your consciousness is not existing after this mortal coil is done yeah um and to that to 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 continue with the thought of like uh your memories are what keep you alive i really like the direct connection to uh or from gugu where gugu constantly say because he 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 didn't understand his lot in life so he would constantly say why why am i the way i am and now fushi saying that and it makes total sense because Fushi is a being that doesn't understand why he is the way he is. Yeah. But all living things have that question. 
all conscious yeah, things. The, what is the meaning of life? Yeah, and we've we've watched this creature that had no consciousness get to the point now where he can literally question his creator. That's that's the human experience, right? Eventually, mm-hmm. get to the point where you're like, is there a god? If you are, if you do exist, show yourself. I went through all of that. So like, yeah. If you do exist, tell me in a way that I would understand. Like, I don't want you to show up. You don't have to show up in my living room. Yeah. Give me some type of sign that <laughs> look like a specter. If, if, if you created me, then you know what I would need to believe you. Yeah. And I'm st- I'm still waiting for that. But the great lie of religion is that you should just have faith. <laughs> Isn't that a great lie? You can never disprove it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, stupid. Yeah. I know God exists because he's spoken to me. Well, if he's spoken to you, you probably need to go to fucking therapy. That's, <laughs> that's schizophrenia. <laughs> if, you hear, if you're hearing voices, you're neurodivergent. Yeah. But yeah, now we got the new arc with PR on uh, kind of going out to the world with him and being captured by these weird ship enslavers. Who and are they- all going to die. I mean, it seems like since it ended with him going to arena, that this is where he's gonna learn to become strong. Because yeah, right now, the only person learn to become stronger. Yeah, the only person right now he's got as like as a weapon is really Gugu, because he's the only like muscular, strong guy that also like has a weapon, like the fire breath thing. Yeah, and then the little uh, spears that he can make. Yeah, and even that, I like that he's he's starting to exploit his powers. Like he knows, like all right, if I rub this on me and it hurts, then I'll remember it, and then I can recreate it later. Mm-hmm. Like with the the pears, or even with the spears, and are those pears like if you eat the pear, you're it, eating him. Is it a pear? Does it taste like a pear, or does it taste I'm like? Pretty sure it tastes like a pear because Google when Google ate it, he was like, it was so good. Oh, that's right, Google did eat them. Yeah, gross. <laughs> All right, but yeah, I'm. I'm st- I thought when Google grew up, I was like. That body though, <laughs> I like I like that a lot because I liked when he like was a kid and had like the pot belly from the beer being inside of him. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know what? My face is fucked up, and it never really showed his face after he got his face fucked up. Yeah, no. I, I like that he was like, you know what I'm gonna do? Work out this body. <laughs> so then all the ladies are gonna want this body, and it worked. That chick was all over him after that. Like, yeah, man, you looking good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I get perfect vision. I love this episode. I love the series. Um, Let's move on to something that I didn't love as much that kind of breaks my heart. Let's get into Meyer Academia. Oh, hey, brother, listen. Yeah, fake can be hard hearted. Sajem, now you know me there. Now you're the most of the time. Can't get a night go to the heat. You get dashed, I couldn't be yourself. So nothing at that key Holding my strength and weakness I could come at the I'm standing by myself Face the world to grieve no more The carousel goes up and goes down Your existence fucking more than the one, the one, the one else Many go wrong, hope it all wrong Uh, this filler episode was called Long Time No See Selkie. 
and I wish that we didn't see Selkie because I like Selkie. You like Selkie? <laughs> Selkie punch! <laughs> I just like the both of the main heroes in this episode have powers that are just so basic the narrator seemed bored to describe them. Like, oh, the number 10 hero, she becomes She's a dragon. dragon you, know, is, um, you know, self explanatory. Yeah, anything a dragon can do, she can do it. And here's the seal. Selkie. A spotted seal can do. He can do. I'm like, what can what can seals do? <laughs> punch, <laughs> selkie punch. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you seem stronger than a seal, bro. Yeah, it's weird. But I mean, so did you like this episode? Even though it was, I mean, I I knew going into it, it was filler based on I saw a lot of buzz about it being filler. But even watching the episode itself, it felt like filler because of like when you ever when you're anime, you end up on a beach. With girls in bikinis, I'm like filler, automatically. <laughs> so that's like the the surefire sign that's filler. Um, but I did like the little bit of development we got for Uraraka. Yeah, that's why I like this episode. Okay, because of Uraraka. Yeah, and her becoming strong enough to fucking levitate a plane. Yes. Again, I, I want to see how her powers evolve. She can literally be a Dragon Ball Z character if she can like make herself fly float and, and start punching and kicking like Dragon Ball Z characters. <laughs> Gunheads? Why sure. does she have to say that every time she does that? You don't throw. Like, you don't know any other. <laughs> no, just just that one throw. And that's the only. But yeah, we never even see her use martial arts. She just does the throw. Yeah, and has to scream it. Yeah. Gunhead, Gun martial arts. <laughs> It's good she throw. said something after that. Nah, it's a good throw, though. Okay, it always knocks the guy KO. <laughs> like, <Yeah. "Ugh!" laughs> Which I'm like, are they hitting their head? How does this work? I don't know. Uh, the the dude's power that his his pores open up and create like smoke was gross to me. <laughs> it skeeved me I out. It was, it was. I thought it was weird. It was very weird. And then I guess he took that formula from the overhaul. <gasps> They said it was a different formula, though, right? Because I thought the whole point of stopping overhaul was to take that formula off the market. So they said that it was a different thing that wasn't as good, right? It was called Trigger. I think yeah, that was the idea. Trigger. But it wasn't the same stuff that was made from Airy, right? No, because it was green. I don't think Aerie's stuff was green. Yeah. So but it's basically the same shit. Yeah. Basically. So I like filler like this to an extent where... It gives a it, it kind of opens up the world and shows us more about the other characters. So I like that, that we get some more development from Iraq. I was gonna say it's not uh, number ten heroes trash because I feel like filler <laughs> in a sense because like filler adds nothing to the episode. I feel like this added. I mean, Uraka her expanding her powers, and then there's something coming. This ominous. They tried to go to whatever this European country for whatever reason. What the fuck is that? Yeah, what was that ending? Is that about the movie? Like, what is that? Remember the very, like the very end? Does the movie take place in Europe? I don't know. But who was that weird dude at the end with the blue face or whatever color it was? Again, that's why I'm like, I don't think it was filler for that. Like, that setup. For what? It seems random. We don't know yet. Oh, okay. To, to find, it's like the MC. This is but, this, this Loki episode setup. But. Did you know that people were really hating the season of My Academia? Like, a lot of the fans oh, are yeah, like, mad. I know, because I saw Frankie's TikTok. She was like, something needs to happen. Like, it's, this season is boring. I was like, she's like, the first half of the season, they were just taking tests, bro. Like, something needs to happen. I was like, I don't think this season is boring. I, I, I don't get the hate. I mean, is it as action-packed or, like, like, as interesting as the other like, seasons? Yeah, by this point... What did she say? By this point in the season, they were already fighting uh, some somebody. I forgot what she mentioned. Muscular? I don't know. Season three was muscular, but I, I like, will I say that it's been I don't, slower. I don't, I don't. It's slower, but I don't hate it. No, I don't hate it either. And then I'm like, the show is called My Hero Academia. Like, you're getting mad that they're taking tech. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's literally called. They're in, they're in school. <laughs> it's called Hero School, basically. Every, yeah, every episode or every season can't just be them fighting villains. 
yeah, if anything, I feel like that was becoming too repetitive because like, do they ever actually go to school in this My Academia world or is this always, whenever there's any test or special exam, someone gets attacked. <laughs> like, like without like a doubt. If you do any training, there's going to be a villain attack by the end. Like every single time. Yeah, it can't just be that all the time. Yeah. Hey friends, Hold up, but what if- I think it's time to talk about season five of My Hero Academia because I haven't heard anyone talk about it. And that's because it's boring. I feel like every- You said boring. You asking your little brother, what happened at school today? We spent 10 episodes watching them take a test. And then after that, we watched them prepare for Christmas, which is crazy because there's this incredible storyline of Hawks infiltrated the villain society that's just brewing and- we spent almost little to no time. I heard that was pushed to the movie. Last season, Overhaul was out here washing everybody. I think the character development and training is the best part of My Hero Academia, but I'm over it. Uh, the, okay, well, that made no sense. Her last statement kind of refuted everything else she said. We all know if anyone deserves a spot with the number one hero, it's my girl. He's a boss who makes her what? seemingly whack powers work. What? Froppy? Most W's are because of her hey friends. That's an interesting take. She thinks Froppy should be working with the number one hero? Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, if she says that the most interesting part of my academia is the training... That's what she's getting. She, said, she didn't say the training. She said the character development, which that's came training. From the training, yeah, yeah. So it's like, what do you want? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's been slower for sure, but I don't think it, I feel like even that, which she said there in the whole video, is gross oversimplification. What's been happening? If you just like yada yada, the ten episodes, like, yeah, this this has been training. That's one thing. Dragon Ball Z does just training, where it's like you'll just have Goku kicking and punching or lifting something heavy or screaming in a room full of spirit and time. That's just training. But My Academia has done a good job of everything they do has a reason behind it for character development. So I'm like, that's what's interesting to me. Now, is it as badass as the other seasons? Like, th- does it have the the whiz pal of like the the overhaul fight, or even the muscular fight in season three? That was four, right? So four, five, yeah. So muscular was season three, overhaul was season four, and this one was just training. Well, that's my point. Like, not everything can be action just just for the sake of action, and then not only just that, but it's like we know something is brewing, and so this is all table setting for that. Like, in order to have a family dinner cookout or whatever, you got to set the table before you can put the, put the fucking turkey wings and the macaroni and cheese. And the, if you eat chitlins, I don't Are know. Are you hungry? You, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm like, what a weird analogy. I don't know, I don't know if you eat chit. I don't eat chitlins. My mother's chitlins. from Trinidad, but for you American black people, the chitlins and the pig feet and all that other bullshit, yeah. you need to set the table before you can chow down. And we already know the chow down is coming with the whole ominous fucking, to or whatever uh, narration that De- future Deku said was like, I wish we can go back to these memories or whatever because in a couple weeks we all gonna die. And that's <laughs> what he said. And so this is like the quiet before the storm. Like even what Selkie was mentioning, he was like, Yeah, we gotta fight the evil. I wanted them to have this moment and pe- of peace on the beach mm. so that they knew or that they know what they can fight for or whatever. So oh, yeah, like the mental know. energy, you know, you can't, you can't be in like fight mode all the time. You got to so, yeah, relax. No yeah. shit's going to go down. So, and then also like, 
a lot of times the same people that will complain about like nothing's happening are also and I'm not saying Frankie specifically I'm like but there's the same criticism that I hear about like Man of Steel it was all action the end of Man of Steel was all action 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 action, action. it was yeah. like non-stop people were like like it was too much you don't appreciate too- the action unless you yeah. have the build up yeah so I have no problems with the, the build up and, and, and especially I wonder if she reads the manga and especially considering no I don't think she does oh okay never mind I know people have issues with it because remember that thing with uh, uh, Shigaraki that was like randomly thrown out there of like oh when Shigaraki's plan happens it's gonna destroy whatever and it seemed like what what are you talking about yeah it was like explosion in the city yeah apparently that's spoilers for like what it, like they've changed the order of events from the manga and from what I've heard, they they took that whole arc out and are apparently pushing that into the movie. That's the idea. So for manga readers, that we shouldn't have seen what they showed us with Shigaraki yet. That's supposed to happen like in in the at the end of a different arc, but we skipped that arc for whatever reason. So people are speculating it's going to go to the movie because the the movie's more about them like being on the run. I heard it's called My Villain Academy or something like that. I guess so. I don't know, but I mean that's maybe that's why all people are mad about the way my academia is going because they, they skipped something that people really liked from the manga and they're pushing it they spoiled it uh, for the anime watchers even though for me and you I, I don't know what it spoiled so I don't know I don't have any like you know idea beyond what we've seen so I, I don't really have an issue with it but for manga readers apparently it's a big deal it's like you fucked this, you fucked it up <laughs> you fucked it all up it's like oh shit did they I don't know okay um, I mean this is the manga it's the anime yeah like, most most manga isn't a straight one-for-one translation as far as I know. Mm. There's a lot of parallels, but it's not a one-to-one as far as, like, again, as far as I know. My academia has been pretty accurate as far as I know. That's just, again, I was just judging by what people that have read the manga have said online. But also, uh, what I was saying is, like, in terms of, like, the quote-unquote slowness of it, and also part of, part of the reason that it, it is enjoyable is because there are so many strong characters mm-hmm. within this world. Yeah. So take Deku out of an episode, and it's like, I don't feel like nothing's really missed. No, yeah, you just follow other characters. Yeah. Because they're all, like, they got good characterization. Like, any of them could really be a main character without really being the main character because it's not the one-for-all stuff. Yeah. Now, am I more interested in Deku's yeah, training yeah, than Uraka's? Yes. <laughs> but I'm glad it was only one episode. It wasn't like, a, like we're going to do this for another three episodes. It was only one, and now we're back to the uh, Deku and Todoroki. And, and the next episode, looks like they're going to Endeavor's house. Yes. So, and, and I think the title was like Hellish Todoroki, Hellish family. Todoroki family. Yeah. So Deku gets to see how fucking uh, dysfunctional Todoroki's family is. Much. <laughs> like, why would you invite... Why would you do that? Why would you invite them to your house when you know things aren't the best at home right now? I thought they were going to put on a good front. Nah, man. It's even more awkward when like your the parents of your friend are like yelling at them and you're there sitting aside like, okay, this is awkward. Do I go home? <laughs> so I feel like that's, that's going to be Deku and Bakugo next episode. And Bakugo might start yelling too. You, he's like, why are you yelling? Yeah. <laughs> Fix your family. <laughs> your family's too dysfunctional. <laughs> He would say some shit like that. But what would you rate the episode? A what? <laughs> I give it a high passable. I wasn't like... Yeah, I was going to say, I give it a low... Because I was going to say high passable, then I was like, I'm passable, high, 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 high. <laughs> What the 
fuck? Give it a medium passable. <laughs> medium oh, passable. That's what, pa- that's what medium passable is. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we're basically on the same page there. All right. So let's move on. Let's get into news with Luke and Michael. She's the black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. No, no, no. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga. You better not. If he says that shit to you, you his ass on Instagram. I don't want hand me down. I don't want any gay things. I don't want any. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. What? Michael, Michael, Michael I'm, News. I'm not ready. You're not ready? <laughs> Is there even any trailers this I'm week? Sending a text message. Uh, okay. I, w- I will also send a text message. Yes, there's one trailer. What? The final trailer. For what? You saved my life. Why? I'm not a murderer. I looked into your eyes and I saw honor. Going home. I don't have a home. Not yours. Mine. What is it exactly you do? For 600 years, our ninja have brought peace to the world. But things have changed. I need warriors like you to become the future of the clan yours if you want it let's go are you excited um okay before we get into how funny the fucking trailer was just because it's the final trailer for snake eyes uh, i saw uh, it comes out this weekend oh shit okay so we'll be reviewing this next week probably maybe, maybe. <laughs> um i saw a really cool post about the Snake Eyes poster and the Shang-Chi poster next to each other, and it's both Asian-led protagonists in action movies. I think that's really cool. Um, that being said, who knows if this movie's gonna be good? Uh, judging from its own self-hype, whereas this one dude from Screen Rant giving like three of the four fucking like dialogue yeah, snippets. If you watch the final trailer, it goes like the best G.I. Joe movie ever, which isn't saying much. No, low bars. It's like the movie we've all been waiting for. If you pause it, it's literally the same person yeah. giving the same quotes. It's not like they went to different outlets. Can you imagine what that review is? It's all just like fluffing the shit out of the movie. Like, oh, it's the best movie ever. It's everything you've ever wanted from an action movie. It's like, well, I want to read this review. Like, if you look at, if you go, if you re- pick up any book, you'll see like a bunch of different quotes from different re- authors and things like that. Like, oh, this person made a great fantasy epic. This person, this, this is the one of the best. But like, even this. Well, let me let me see if there's if there's different quotes in this book. It's probably not because it's a brand new author and a brand new book. Yeah. So three fourths of the quotes were sc- the same dude from Screen Rant, and the last quote yeah, no, was no, was, no. was from yeah, uh, it was the same same person giving the same best movie. It's like yeah, yeah no, that is they cherry picked it because even the last from only two different reviews because the other the last uh 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 quote was from somebody from Nerds of Color or something like that, and. Uh, I feel like Blur Vision is kind of the the exception, but and, and you're doing sense too. I feel like when you put a label on it like that, like is that who? Blur Vision, our podcast. Oh. Like we'll talk. I feel like we are objective, even if it's something of color. We won't just give it a pass. But I feel like a lot of times when I see these like media companies that are like pro black, pro minority, pro gay, whatever it is, they ride for whatever the product is, regardless if it's it, good or not. It depends. I feel like most do. I'm talking extent, about those people. I get it. Because <laughs> like, to some extent, I'm like, if I'm around a lot of, if I'm around a grant, I don't, 
necessarily know the, the demographic, but most of my audience, at least on YouTube, is black. But if I had a lot of white people, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I feel like. Feel... <laughs> Wait, what? I don't want to criticize something black in front of white people. But that's what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that does color, no pun intended, color their, their perception of something. So like when when nerds of color is saying, what, what do they say about this Shang-Chi movie? I forgot the quote even. Uh, the best ever, basically. I I'm like, I look at that like, mm, is it though? <laughs> like, you're not the most objective source. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Granted, you know, I understand why you would have to ride for the things that, because no one else is. White people aren't going to ride for yeah, our shit. I was like, even something like Static, I have my problems with the first issue, but I'm like, white people, oh yeah, it was good. Go get it. Buy it so we can get more. Yeah, see? More that's black things. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's hard to really know what, you know. Because if it fails, that's it. <laughs> True. Milestone is dead. True. We're probably never going to get a Static and Icon movie. True. It's my fault. I'm too honest. <laughs> I'm just too honest. Um, but that being said, I feel like if this, I, I hope that quote about it being the best GI Joe movie is true, and I hope it's actually better than I would expect it to be. Because nobody was asking for a Snake Eyes movie. But if you're gonna do it and you're gonna go out of your way to make it an Asian lead, make it great. Shut all the haters up. Make a statement. You know, like I don't know. But at the same time, I also feel like. <laughs> Hollywood is some is some bullshit where they're just riding a trend. They don't give a fuck about representation. They don't give a fuck about Asian culture or black culture or any of that shit. All they care about is money. And what they see is just an opportunity to make money from people that feel unrepresented. So that's why they even use the, the Black Panther formula to advertise both these Asian movies. Both Shang-Chi and Snake Eyes had the same vibe of the Black Panther trailers. Why? Because some Hollywood executive somewhere was like, you know what sold that Black Panther movie? The hippity hop. Yeah. <laughs> the rap music and attitude fast action attitude and the rap music yeah he sounded like a black even like my granted the sound i love the soundtrack for into the spider-verse same it's like it's the rap music yeah that, that, they think that's what sells these movies black panther kendrick lamar i'm on a new le- wait was that black panther i'm on a new level i think so yeah 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 they had a couple of songs that were great and you know what? And for that movie, especially it was like the first movie that was like that, it did feel like, oh my God, this is for us. But then Hollywood was like, oh yeah, and now we're going to make money off you bitches. Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully it's good. And hopefully the trend continues that we get more and more representation in, in these action movies and genre movies. Because yeah, if enough of them are shitty, never going to see them again. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, Obi Wan movie. Wait, what? I mean, a TV show. This is the Princess Leia. They cast the Princess Leia. Oh, they cast little girl Princess Leia. Oh my god. Little girl Leia. Nah, I want Carrie Fisher's child face juxtaposed onto that that little girl. I want Carrie Fisher baby pictures. I want to look like the Uncanny Valley. I don't want any recastings. So, uh, what, what what is her name? Vivi, Vivian, Vivian Le Blair, whatever. Vivi, Vivian Lyra Blair, that's her name. She was in Bird Box. Oh, the little girl from Bird Box? I guess. Uh, I don't remember what they look like, so. Cool. Yeah, I don't. Ah. Um, this news section is off. It's all timey. It's all fucked, like the time, like the timeline. <laughs> But uh, what what else? 
Oh, Jonathan Majors. He he was the voice of the timekeepers in that in that moment. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, is that why they fucking put so much reverb on their voices so you wouldn't know it was him? <laughs> yeah. But uh also another thing, Kevin Feige came out and said that uh I mean not Kevin Feige. James Gunn came out and was like, Yeah, Ke- Kevin Feige, because you know he's working for Warner Brothers as well, with Suicide Squad. And he said Kevin Feige is way more involved in the Marvel movies than any of the executives in Warner Brothers. Hmm. He said, there's no doubt Kevin Feige is way more involved with editing than people who are at Warner Brothers. He gives more notes. You don't have to take them. And I don't always take them. But uh, basically, yeah. Kevin Feige is always there. And it's good, right? Is it? Have one person at least be able to no, keep things on on rails. How great Warner Brothers is doing compared to Marvel. I mean, okay, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they really need to follow that Warner Brothers formula. They're doing so well. <laughs> They're doing great. Oh yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, speaking of somebody doing great, they're doing so great that they're not coming back. But the uh, director for Loki, Kate Heron, she says she's not coming back for season two. I'm not returning. (laughs) I always plan to just be on this for, uh, to be honest, uh, season two wasn't in the, that's something that just came out. And I'm so excited. I'm really happy to watch it as a fan next season. But I just think I'm proud of what we did here. And I've given it my all. I'm working on some other stuff yet to be announced. Mm-hmm. So my focus is my own stuff. I love Marvel and I'd love to work with them again. But my outing with Loki is what I've done with them. So I'm like, mm, something happened behind the scenes. That's what kind of feels like. Who who does a Marvel thing? And it's like, I, I'm done. Yeah. Mm, nah. I wonder if how it went was what she wanted. Because it feels incomplete. It doesn't feel like a complete series. So I'm like, do you think that that's what she intended? Like she intended just to be that one and done? It didn't feel like it. No, probably not. Yeah. Maybe there were things cut. Like maybe there were episodes that were filmed, but because of the pandemic or something, maybe like WandaVision, we'll learn about maybe that later. She wanted it to go a certain way and it didn't. Yeah. Honestly, or maybe it, it feels went, that way. Or maybe it went the way she wanted it and Marvel saw the final product. And granted, because I, I feel like if they saw the final product, they didn't like it. They wouldn't let it come out. But then at the same time, they probably were like, we could just change it in season two. I don't know. But it does feel like from the beginning to the end, it was pulled in a couple different directions. You know what I mean? The first two episodes felt like its own thing. Then it kind of became the Kil- Sylvie show for two episodes. Then it became the Loki's are us more, more Rick and Morty type of episode. And then at the end, it was barely a Loki show at all. So it's like, it almost feels like it's pulled in different directions. I'm speculating though. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, Something that you don't have to speculate about. One of the Game of Thrones spinoffs, Flea Bottom, is canceled. Thank God. Why would that even sound like a real show? <laughs> Flea Bottom. Oh, can't wait to watch that. Set, set in King's Landing slum. And that's all it really says. But yes, uh, it's canceled. So, But with that said, Game of Thrones is getting two new animated spinoffs. <laughs> God, these things. It's like the Hydra. You cut off one spinoff and two more takes place. <laughs> one of the three series is set to center in Yeeti territory or the Golden Empire of Yeeti. Titties? What about titties? <laughs> Yeeti. But it says uh, Yeeti is a region in the far east of the continent of Essos near the eastern limits of the known world and is sometimes mentioned in the same breath as Asai, indicating this extreme distance from Westeros. 
and the Golden Empire of E.T., even its ruins dwarf every city of Westeros, and its princes are said to live in houses of solid gold and feast on meat powder with pearls and jade. So I guess that's what the series is going to be about. They're going to be eating meat powdered with pearls and jade. That that sounds awesome, right? That's great. <laughs> In a world where you don't give a fuck. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Boss Logic. I already showed it to you, but Boss Logic showed like his uh his little thing for Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, I mean that looks dope. That's, that's how I want him to look. Like, yeah, how he could possibly look. I hope they do make him look that way because he looks badass. Those white eyes and that that blue. And I'm not even saying make the like his skin blue. More like I, in my eyes, it's the helmet. Like whatever that visor over his face is makes it blue. You know what I'm saying? So if he, were, if he were to take off his helmet, he would still be black. He wouldn't just be a blue dude. <laughs> yes. That's it. I have nothing. It's all for news? Yes, I have nothing. Wow. I, I got nothing ready. <laughs> I just grabbed shit last minute. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening. Hey, man, that's fine. We're two and a half hours in. Call it a short episode. That's not even short. Two and a half hours is a long time. <laughs> no, it's short. This has been a Loki episode, so we were talking about that for like an hour. We're vision short. Okay, well, I enjoyed this episode. Next week, we do have uh, Space Jam to talk about, if, you, if you've watched that. We also have Fear Street, if you watch the third one and second one, actually. And the second one. Yeah. Other one. Yeah. Um, I started watching the third one. Wasn't a big fan of it. They did a thing. It's not spoilers because it's like in the first two minutes. But um, they do a thing I hate in fucking shows and tropes where they, the, the two main characters, the black kid and the, I don't know what she is, Spanish? What, what is the, the main girl from the first movie? I think she first had, fear street. She, had black? That's, his, that's his, her brother. Oh, right. Oh, so it's ha- she's got to be black, too. Yeah. She's lighter than yeah, him. She's light-skinned. Yeah. Okay. So they are in the past, and they're reincarnations. So in the 1600s, there's a black kid and a, a, a light-skinned black girl who are in this witch coven town. Bullshit. <laughs> like they'd be they be lynched immediately there's no like oh we're living together not things are fine not necessarily because that was like 1666 that's 50 years after sla- like the first slave ship so they'd be slaves yeah but they aren't they're treating it as if they're white like you know what they do in, like you know how they they whitewash not whitewash what is it even called they glaze sanitize. yeah sanitize the past so they're, they're just normal citizens in this town no they would be slaves this is 50 years after slave or since the start of slavery 1666 yeah they'd be slaves nope not slaves as far as I, I mean granted I just saw the beginning so maybe they are slaves and I just didn't rec- realize it but they seem like they just lived in the town and they were just and then she has the same lesbian relationship with that girl who's also a reincarnation who's also there and I'm like you're starting off real cheesy. And she's white. And she's white. That definitely wouldn't be happening. No. A black, car- a black person and a white person. Well, that that's the that's the weird part. The the blackness, don't even think about that. But yet they they their love affair, because they still have the love affair, that's they they both acknowledge that if the, if that's found out, they'd be killed. So they, they recognize that gayness is no good, no bueno back then. But black is yeah, right. <laughs> interracial aspect is fine. <laughs> I mean, but they're, if it was a guy, maybe, but since it's like two girls, mm-mm, nope, dirty, dirty. 
don't even think about it. <laughs> and I stopped watching there because I was like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. Remember I told you I, did, I, I knew when they would keep going back in time to the 1600s, I'm like, ah, oh, this could be real bad. I don't I don't like where this, this trend is going. And that's the first like five, 10 minutes. I'm like, ah, oh. that's why I hit you up and I was like, are you watching this? Because if you're not, I'm out. <laughs> so I will only watch it if you watch it. I'm, I am going to watch it. All right. So let me know when you watch it. Yeah, people hit me up. Have you watched Fair Street? Yeah. Have you watched? I'm like, I only saw the first one. Okay. All right. Let me know when you watch it. Then then I'll force myself to. Like, oh, it has everything you want. Blood, sex, gore, and magic. I'm like. Mm. It does got a lot of blood. Like I said, I think you liked the second movie, even though I didn't really like, like it that much. The first one had that too, and I still didn't. I'd argue the second I, one has more. I hate the first one, but I was just like, uh, it, was, it was all right. The second one has way more kid death. Based on. I'm like, it was something free to watch on Netflix, but it's not like, oh, this was amazing. No, these are this is the type of stuff that's like, if this was released in movie theaters, I just never would watch it. You know what I mean? Like, it's that level where it's like, eh, it's okay, but I never like, oh, I'm going to the theaters to see this. <laughs> really, if, any, if nothing else, 2020 has changed my incentive to see a movie in the theaters. Me too. Yeah. It's like literally like, and not I'm not even afraid of like, oh, I didn't no, catch not, COVID. It's not, about, it's not even about the fear. It's just like, I'm not like why fucking commuting for this. Like even something like a Space Jam, which if it wasn't in theaters, I'd be like, I'm not going to see that. Which 20, 2019, I would with the AMC A-list. I'm like, I know how Space, I'll go see it. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. It's made you realize that you don't have to see everything even, on even a big something screen. something like Snake Eyes. I want to see it, but I'm like, do I want to go to the movies for this? That won't be on streaming either? No. Fuck. I don't want to go to movies with Snake that's Eyes. My, that's my point. Yeah. Like, before before COVID, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go see, like, I'll go see, like, wake up early. Yeah. Now Shang Chi, I see that in the theaters. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I'd be like, oh, I wake up early before work, and you know, go see it and be sleepy as hell before work. No, I'm like, fuck that. I'm yeah. not doing that now. But Shang Chi, yeah, I'm like, that's the next movie that I plan that I want to see in the theaters. Yeah. Shang Chi. That's not till September. Yeah. It's weird how it's changed our relationship with movies. <laughs> but anyway, that's this week's episode of Blur Vision. Next week, we'll be talking about everything we just mentioned. Uh, I've been your host, Jordan, with... Black Day Comic Geek, Michael, on all social media channels. And I am the Blur Vision, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace.